but we used to have fun. Remember that one time we went on the haunted hayride? <laughs> we got chased by that man with a jack-o'-lantern head and the chainsaw. <laughs> and then we heard later he wasn't an actor. He just escaped from the local prison. He was a real killer. <laughs> he was trying to kill us. Oh. On Movie Night Extravaganza, we have two different types of months. One is a theme month, where all the movies follow a theme or a specific genre. The other kind of month we don't curate at all and allow the guests to pick. This month so far, we've talked about Jean Delmon and Wings of Desire. And tonight, we go in a completely different direction with Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo's Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. However, I'd like to posit that there actually is a similarity here. All three of these movies are about what happens when characters break a routine and decide to experience something different. Jean Delmon shows the dark side of a banal routine done for the purpose of maintaining composure in the face of extreme trauma. Barb and Star is the complete opposite. Our characters, who have never left their Nebraska hometown and who are in a midlife rut, end up flourishing in Vista Del Mar. In their small town, they, they just never veered away from their routine. And I think when they lose their job and they get kicked out of talking club, I think Star definitely initiates the like, oh, well, I don't want to just make all this effort to go back to living the life we've been living. What if we like really do something crazy and go on a vacation? <laughs> um, so when they get there, I think they've just been in this small town slash world their whole lives. And I think when they get there, they're like, I mean, Barbara's never seen the ocean. Kristen Wiig and Annie Momolo collaborated previously on Bridesmaids. They wrote the screenplay for Judd Apatow after Kristen Wiig played Katherine Heigl's boss's assistant in Knocked Up. Um, they, they decided that they like you and they would like to put you on camera. Really? <laughs> I know, I was so surprised too. Apatow asked if she had any screenplay ideas for him to produce. Annie Momolo and Kristen Wiig were both in the Groundlings in the early 2000s and constantly collaborated on sketches together. They had wanted to keep working together but Kristen Wiig ended up getting cast in Saturday Night Live. Bridesmaids was a huge hit. Oh, you can't get anywhere in three seconds. Well, you better try. You're setting me up for a loss already. Okay, thank you. Whatever you say, Stove. It's Steve. Stove. What a kind of name is that? Well, that's not a name. My name is Steve. Are you an appliance? No, I'm a man, and my name is Steve. Kristen Wiig got to star in Bridesmaids, playing a single down-in-her-luck baker in her mid-30s. She gets asked by fellow Saturday Night Live star Maya Rudolph to be her bridesmaid. Annie Mumolo made a cameo as an anxious plane passenger in one scene with Kristen Wiig. However, in Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, both hilariously funny actresses take center stage. Once when I was applying for a job at Talbot's, I told him my name was Trish. What? <laughs> well, remember when I was in that hit and run and that lady pass? Uh-huh. Her name was Trish. Really? Trish loses one of her ears in a twister, but not her hearing. Well, she's a storm chaser. Her mom does not want her to be. Well, their relationship is tough. They played two Midwestern best friends who are stuck in a rut after losing their husbands. They live together, work together at a furniture store, and are inseparable. Their daily routine is completely disrupted. The furniture store closes. Despite being the hottest spot in town, they impulsively decide to go on a trip to Florida for the first time ever. 
Vista Del Mar is a resort for older tourists, which is sold to them as a paradise. At the same time, Kristen Wiig also plays a super white villain named Sharon Fisherman. I was also born with a skin condition the doctors called Pigmentatia Degenera Hysterica White Skinica. Who plots to use her unofficial wannabe boyfriend Edgar, played by Jamie Dornan, to fill the Vista Del Mar seafood jam with ravenous mosquitoes. The mosquitoes will kill the whole town. This absurdist second plot saves the movie from being just another best friends try new things comedy, giving the movie insane stakes. There are a ton of fun cameos, including Reba McIntyre, Andy Garcia, and Damon Wayans. Well, don't look at it again. I won't. Don't call it. I'm very private. And don't give it to anyone. Who would I give it to? Listen, um, when the number comes up, does it happen to say the name Darlie Bungle? Uh, no, is that your name? Damn it. And an assortment of friends of Kristen Wiig, like SNL's Vanessa Bayer, Phyllis Smith, and Fortune Feimster, play Barb and Star's Talking Club friends. One thing that's gotten a ton of attention is that there aren't many films, even comedies, that star middle-aged women. Barb and Star is somewhat unique for allowing two actresses to play middle-aged best friends. Their age, while played for laughs, is also inspirational. Despite having a low self-esteem, Star's biggest cheerleader is Barb. And Star tells Barb that you don't have to lose your shine when you get older. Barb, I feel like we lost our shimmer. But isn't that just what happens when you get older? No, I mean, it doesn't have to. We still have a chance to be those people again. <laughs> I mean, look, all of our stories, are, they're from the past. We don't have any stories from now. Men, of course, do not share this problem. Actors are sometimes even given bigger and better roles as they age. It's also notable that Jamie Dornan, known to the star of Fifty Shades of Grey, is younger than Kristen Wiig. However, not so young that it's a cougar dynamic, as Jamie plays her love interest in not one, but one and a half roles here. Barb and Star is a very silly, very absurdist movie about friendship, shining into your 40s, and flapping tits. called the buried treasure no one's ever finished the whole thing but if you get to the bottom it's a real treasure sure you guys want to do this yeah yeah okay i love treasure yes anyway before i introduce the panel let me say please like this video and subscribe to the movie night extravaganza youtube channel also, we are now monetized, so if you have any pressing questions during this live show, send us a super chat. We are absolutely obligated by international law, human rights law, to answer it. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash movie night extra. All of our after parties are available on there forever. Okay, let me introduce the panel. Conan Neutron, co-host of Movie Night Extravaganza, host of Britonic Reversal, and frontman for Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends. Right now, Conan is working on Catterwall 2023. Catterwall Music Festival is going to be in Minneapolis from May 26th to 29th. Tickets are on sale now at catterwall.org. Christina Oaks. When she's not dog-sitting, you can find her streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cosmopolitics. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram at, at cosmopolitics. Throw her some subs on Twitch. 
Jandrew World, illustrator, book cover artist, comic designer, and artist for Give Them an Argument, co-host of Movie Night Extravaganza, and Bad Takes. Andy Kindler is a writer and stand-up comedian who has a podcast called Thought Spiral, plays Mort on Bob's Burgers, frequently appears on The Majority Report, and has been in everything from The Daily Show to Everyone Loves Raymond. I, of course, am your just-left-my-hometown-for-the-first-time host, Horace Miller, Movie Night Extravaganza's worst hotel guest, and poor man's wealthy dilettante. Let's get this bread. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. I wish I had the salmon right. to change my... To change Welcome my... to the show, Andy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have to say, this is, this is exciting. This is the, um, the second most uh, impressive guest for my kids. Uh, the first being, you know, uh, Gary Witta. Uh, but now, because Disney Channel only Wizard of Waverly Place for like a point in time and like uh, 10 years ago, uh, you know, 24-7 on the channel, my kids are very familiar with Andy's work and they're very excited to him tonight. So thank you for coming on. <laughs> well, thank I am Chancellor. I was Chancellor Rudy Tootie Tootie on, uh, on that. How come I just forgot the name of the show? Why would I freeze now at the name? Oh, Wizards of Waverly Place. I... And and I got to be on the finale. I was the, I said the last words in the series, like, yeah. but it wasn't. It was like, have a good night. But still, it was me. <laughs> and that one of my friends who co who basically created the only murders and buildings works with her and Martin Short and Steve Martin. I'm like, cool. Man. So many connections. That would have been a good person to have on the show. That would have been. I know my gadget. buddy Johnny Hoffman. Yeah, but we're just loving it with you. Which is, which... Stop the show. Let's start over. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, is, is you... oh, welcome, Andy. Um, Thank you very much. This show's not hostless, right? I wasn't supposed to start out with a, my material, right? That wasn't. Uh, that's not what this is about. Trust me. It, 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 we try to stay on topic. It right, is not. <laughs> Some might say there's too many hosts. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. For it's, uh, you know, we have, it's, it's a whole it's a whole kitchen full of hosts uh, podcast, you know, um, and, you know, every guest is a host, too. We just rotate. We just rotate one one host a week. We're basically like uh, Tucker Carlson's show now. Oh, don't don't. I, I thought I, I just had him out of my head. And now you bring him back. I can't believe it. No, no. Come on. Jesus Christ. I know. I made it. Doesn't have to hear about it. Twenty four seven. I got to hear it on this show, too. Huh? Great. <laughs> uh yeah. New record. Right. Good night. New record. Good night. No. Uh, <laughs> this is one of my favorite movies of 2021. I quite liked it. Yes. I had trouble. I had such trouble with it that I, I have trouble watching it, the clips now. I'm so sad about it. Depressed about it, how it could have been with all the wonderful people. I'm sad too. There were so many beautiful, I mean, hilarious people in the movie. It's time for me to start th throwing, not dropping names. I like to put them on a ball and just throw them around the wall. Paul Feig, I'm friends. I used to start stand-up comedy with Paul Feig back in 1984. <laughs> the ball come back. And I just think Bridesmaids was just an amazing thing. I don't know if you could separate the parts. And I, I was rooting for this movie, but I I just it just um uh just got sad for me. Over we watched uh Bridesmaids too for this. And um yeah, I mean the Bridesmaid feels like it, it, it hit a very specific period of time, right? Like this uh, Apatow kind of um, 
moment in time when like a lot of those movies were coming out and it was like you know it, it was it was very it was really good it was really funny it was a um a female led version of like uh the apatow kind of plot that they were doing a lot of at the time this feels like we're kind of in more of an absurdist moment right like uh comedy wise like they're kind of um trying out a lot of things you know streaming services are obviously like something i noticed about bridesmaids this time around um it was like the last time you could really do the thing where she hits the giant cookie and the kids don't take out their phones and start recording it on like an iphone you know what i mean like (laughs) and this movie feels like we've reached a very different point where uh it's all about kind of more high-powered comedy um absurdist kind of comedy kind of uh throwing a lot at the wall to see what sticks you kind of have more when it comes to movies i mean you kind of have more more freedom to do things because you're getting budgets from like uh other companies like netflix or like you know all these different things so the movies have to be kind of higher octane i guess Mm. was it octane octane though i know what you're saying about the octane but uh the tone like one thing i wanted to say was that when it came when the movie after the first fantasy thing which was fine everything was fine but when it got to them uh annie mumbolo and uh kristen in those uh characters and they were talking i was really going to get into it but then they that was just used as a there was never a time to settle into a tone. I, and so to me, it's like the only way those characters are very funny, but they they almost made them into sketches for the movie. Like there was one time when they were completing each other's that you could tell that's a sketch. I mean, but that's okay too if that's what you want to do. So I'm I'm not saying movies have to be a certain thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it almost as a um like as characters from a sketch and they elongate that into a movie but then it wasn't characters like you know what i mean it was characters that came up with on the fly which is kind of an interesting way to do it because it, I, I i agree that it does feel like uh when when snl kind of used to do that thing where they'd have you know two of their big characters or something uh have a movie together like um you know wayne's world or something like that like but the, the only difference between that and this is that those aren't uh developed characters but i, I mean i enjoyed the movie I thought it was pretty funny. It was pretty absurdist. I mean, I guess there's times where it's it's hard to uh, get into that level of absurdity, I guess, if you're not uh, completely ready for it, like uh, bringing in Reba at the end or something like that. But I, I don't know. Well, I, I didn't I'm, mind that, but it was, yeah. I didn't well, mind it's not that. the same thing as Bridesmaid, though, right? Bridesmaids is great. <laughs> it's That's true. It, it should, it's not the this same is an movie. absurdist romp, you know? And if you're, you're either into that or you're not, if you're not into it, it's, yeah. <laughs> well, how about Fred? Okay, I just remembered. It's like the Fred Armisen bit. What they were doing a bit with it was like that was exactly like where they both are coming up with the song in the moment. Uh, and that was the bit that they used to do. Yeah. And so it's like I don't know. It takes me out of the movie because it's like I I oh, so like much when there's musical numbers <laughs> no no I like Schmickadoon when, they were, when yeah. they were doing the song and they were both kind of coming up with like uh the words and finishing each other's thing and they were following along with each other that's the bit that uh they used to do on SNL with Fred Armisen and they would do the entire thing where they would do like these five minute songs where they would try to right right them. they would go yeah, yeah. yes I'm de- my, my little brother update. And I used to do that with after we saw that on SNL <laughs> we would try to do those songs we would try to finish each other's thing or whatever. It, things and it's you and uh, I couldn't do it. We tried. I'm sorry. We tried. <laughs> I do really like the aesthetics of this film, though. Like, it's, it's someone as someone who's ready for the Barbie movie to come out. It kind of like the scenery, 
the aesthetics. I kind of felt like I was like at a nice resort. I was like, wow, this is giving me like pre-Barbie movie vibes with how they really made this look like a, a nice resort in some place in like off of Florida or whatever. But I knew they, they I don't think they shot those scenes in Florida. I no, think they no, they them- filmed in uh, Vancouver, uh, like in Quebec and yeah. uh, Arizona. Yeah. And I think somewhere off the coast of Mexico, I believe as well, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, when I was doing research. Yeah, they did. They did scenes off the coast of Mexico, too, I think. Um, the, the aesthetics, I think, are also really cool uh, in this because it starts out so drab. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the mm-hmm. furniture is drab. Their clothes are kind of drab. And the second they go into this vacation thing, it gets so bright. Like, every every set piece that they have. They filmed it at uh, some famous hotel or something that I, I saw pictures of because I was trying to find a background for this. Um, and there was, like, an Architectural Digest uh, magazine fucking article about the hotel that they shot it at. They were, like, a famous hotel. But uh, I, I liked that the color palette switched up um, from yes. being so drab and so boring when they're in, you know, Nebraska, I guess, which I don't know if they ever really say, but it says on the description. I think of, it's Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, and then they go to Florida and everything's just the brightest possible colors. And I do love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also nice that that contrast where they switch back to the talking club where they're just sitting around like, oh, here's here's the my favorite facial expression. I thought those were scenes where I mean they had hilarious people in this movie. I love Fortune. I love. I mean, I, I there's nobody in this movie. Jordan Black was in this movie. There were so many great, great people in this movie, and mm-hmm. and I just, um, to me, it's like I'm so kind of like fascinated. Not fascinated. I'm fascinated with why I don't like why I get very bored. I always get bored in any movie. I like love the movie Stripes, but I get bored when the movie goes into now we're going to attack the other country, when a comedy movie shifts into the plot or something like that. So I couldn't care less about him and, uh, you know, the girl, the guy uh, who was the handsome guy, not the handsome guy, but it yeah, seems like, like Jamie, Jamie Dornan, Christian Gray, <laughs> who, who he played the, is that who that was. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was the, he was the guy that started in 50 shades of gray. Yeah. Didn't he have an accent though? Or, yeah, he's Irish. Yeah, in real life, he's Irish. Like oh, he, okay. He's one of those actors who can actually hide his Irish accent. But I was I was surprised by his performance. I was like, you know what? Let him do more stuff that's off the walls for him because he can sing. He's not afraid to let loose and dance. Like I was like, as someone who's no, who knows him from Fifty Shades of Grey, I was like, okay. You know what? Um, I love, I love you know he's a gifted improver too because he did he the ripping the shirt, the shirt off. Yeah. yeah, that was not in the script. So and he thought that would be a crowd pleaser, and it was. <laughs> I love I love the uh, that whole musical number where he's like seagulls in the sky. Can you hear my prayer? Yeah. And he climbs the tree and he's like twerking on the tree. I'm like, well, how, and I feel it's like it's. A cat. <laughs> it, it's it's so perfect too because it's like that. There's always those super serious kind of songs anyway, and like you know these kinds of things that's making make a farce of, and it's. It's like the big Michael McDonald that seagulls in the ground. Can't you hear my prayer? You know, like it's like so like overblown that it's inherently funny just by nature of the delivery, let alone like what's actually being delivered. Yeah, because he plays it so straight. Like, like but you have to play it straight. Exactly. You can't just be like, oh, check out. I'm doing the thing. I'm in a Sharknado. Yeah, whatever. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it, it goes to show that like, you know, there are some actors, especially a lot of actors who are like from the UK they might get typecast in like 
period pieces, period roles, or what. And then they're like, you know what? I can I can do accents. I'm not going to be stuck with this franchise. I'm not going to be stuck doing this. I want to show my talents. And Jamie Dorn does a, a phenomenal job showing that off in this film. Like I was, uh, of all the performances, I was besides Josh Robert Thompson voicing Morgan so Freeman. Uh, crap. <laughs> I friend, enjoyed friend the of mine, Morgan by the Freeman. way. He's, he's a good guy. He's funny, too. I, I knew that was him. I was like, that's Josh Robert Thompson. I know that voice. That, that's oh, wait, Morgan that's Freeman. not Morgan Freeman. It's Morgan Freeman. Yeah, with the DFB. No, it's not him. It's the oh, guy who oh. did Jeff Peterson. On <laughs> but the couldn't he show. get sued by Mo- the Morgan Freeman without the D? He doesn't mm, care. No, because right? Morgan Freeman knows him. Like He knows that he does his, his voice real well. He does. He also, it's fantastic. He does. Yeah, I mean, I to look that up. He also does the voice of God as Morgan Freeman on Kelly Clarkson's talk show as well. <laughs> uh, uh, I love Kelly. Wow. Kelly what a sentence that was. <laughs> there is nobody who can sell, and I mean this in the best way. I love she can sell anything and she can be in anything, Kelly Clarkson. Uh, I, I like, I even want to, I won't order, for, like, I don't like that store. Safeway. It's not Safeway. <laughs> Safeway, it, we got just what you need. It's not that. I think is, isn't, yeah, isn't Safeway the place that sells the lockbox? Yeah, no, but this is like Waste World or it's weight. I, I know what you're talking about. You guys yeah. don't ever watch every regular daytime TV that are selling like Medicaid insurance. Yeah. Or, uh, for elderly I, I, people like me, I can go with Part C. You don't. Oh, you're not elderly. Hush. I'm only 66. Everybody, let's get. Started. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm very busy. I've I've never been a yeah I've never been a cable person I've I only had cable for like two years and try not to but watch. This is a this is a name of a terrible store that you can order from. She's <laughs> a, and she's the voice of it. I'm just saying she's incredibly uh, uh, likable. Apparently, our new sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> it's something world. Okay. I'm trying to think. Put the show down again. Now this. Uh... <laughs> I'm Ooh, bringing bro. the show down, guys. I don't want to bring the show down. Do you <laughs> normally have this where the, the, the comic... Fitting right in, frankly. No, no not the comic, it, but the person great. who recommends the movie doesn't like the movie, or this this doesn't sound like the way to do it. We had Anna Kasparian on like a year and a half ago. It's happened. To it's talk happened about before. Blue Velvet. She hated it. She yeah, did that's it. A, But that's surprising that she would hate it. Yeah. Right. You know, because that's a movie some, almost every... Conan, and Rayvana to convince her that maybe the movie wasn't so bad. And we were really rotating people it. out. It was before Conan was a full uh, co-host. So we yes. were rotating people out. And he was just, he was sitting in the, uh, in, in the, um, Brilliant, Brilliant, the Brilliant. yeah. And he was, he was like, he was like, I need, I need to, I need uh, to give you steaming. I was just like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that this is an analogous situation? Because oh. I think it's happened. I think that there's a lot of people who might, comedy fan i mean i don't want to come off as somebody who's not a comedy fan you know what it is i don't like i think comedy is when you when you decide not to go too big and you're small it could be perfect but you know there's no way to analyze this because bright like for example bridesmaids i loved at the end of the movie when they had the uh wilson phillips yeah i used to do an impression of wilson phillips uh, the future. Okay, here's the Wilson Phillips. The future is ahead of us, and the past is behind us, but the present is right now. Thank you. Um, 
that seemed delightful and all based on the the that he, there was a shared feeling in that film that they were all lampooning they the liked same Wilson thing. Phillips growing up too. The two best right. friends. This seemed like Reba. Why Reba? I'm not going to say I'm an anti-Reba. It just it just they confused should've, they me. Should've, they should have just mentioned like that they both like Reba McIntyre, perhaps. Like it, but, I it was mean, Trish. I thought, yeah, well, but I thought Reba. that it would be she like lost that year in the hurricane. Like if, <laughs> if it was anyone that could have played Trish, I would assume it would have been like Maya Rudolph because um, Wendy makes an appearance in the in the beginning as like you know who played. Um, in Bridesmaids as well, and she's on the Goldbergs and whatnot. I was like, yeah. oh, you know, it's going to be good. But she, her, her appearance is so small in this film. I was like, oh, I wanted more of her. Did you I ever think you'd live long like enough? This. I'm sorry. No, I, I wonder with a movie like this, though, how much ends up on, like, the cutting room floor. Like, mm. uh, you know, like, I, I'm sure that there's more with any given character, right? And then yeah. they have did you watch all of the ending? A lot does, I would imagine. Did, did you watch yeah. all of the ending credits? Yeah, you talking no. to me, Aras? I did. I did watch. No, I think I did. Yeah, because they had they had a bunch of outtakes too in the. Uh, in yeah, the, you know. I, I was like, oh, I gotta watch the, the credits for this one. I mean, they're yeah, fun. plus they're playing Harry Belafonte, you know, uh, in that remix. So, so I, I don't think I like, did watch to the end. This is a terrible. I should yeah, not be allowed on the show. R.I.P. Yes. to a great to a great Harry Belafonte. Um. So that I I found this. So they had this is a clip of uh behind the scenes stuff. They had like uh, them trying to shoot some of the stuff online, <laughs> and I thought this was kind of funny. You're the best friend I could ever have, and I'm so happy we came on this trip. We're doing it. Yeah! <laughs> oh my gosh! Look, it's a shuttle for our hotel. <gasps> oh my god! Oh. Responding to the actual. Oh, and what about that magnet that I found? It says flip flops on in wacky letters. I want to look at it. Oh, that's in the back of Cookie McNally's trinket. Oh, it's right there, the yellow one. Oh, that's where I got my new phone case. It's like I'm listening to the ocean. I love it. I have toes like a three month old. I'm not kidding. They're like little pieces of rice. Oh, God, don't look. <laughs> Is this a family? Is anybody? Is this anybody? Is this anybody? Oh my god! 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 Is that inappropriate? I didn't even know he was real. Oh, he's real. And he is wise. And he is physically fit. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love this place! Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And we are here at the fabulous Palm Vista Hotel. 
Now, a lot of you might see that word vista and not know what it means. It is Spanish for view. That's right. And palm means palm. And hotel also means hotel. Hmm. And that is a mouthful, if you know what I mean. And I think you do. Gouge. <laughs> hey, Gary, what time is it? Well, Gary, it's dance o'clock. Time to meet me on the dance floor where we're going to break it down. DJ, give me a beat. I love watching how like, you know, like little behind the scenes, how they film stuff. Like it's always fun because, you know, you also expect there to be like bloopers and like whatnot. But like, I don't know, I just kind of like those little, little moments. Like you, you could tell they were all having a really good time filming this movie. I always think it's really funny when they when you watch somebody filming a scene uh, with like a bunch of dancing and singing. Like, I, I don't know why, because it's like they have to they have to be because the music's never there in, in the moment. You know, they, they, like they're playing it separately, but it's like. Uh, you have to be in, in the moment as if you're dancing to something. And I, and I have to imagine it's so hard to take your like brain out of it and actually like envision it, how it's going to yeah. actually look when it actually is done. And uh, so I always feel, feel like it's awkward and I find that funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, who a lot wrote, of funny the, people who wrote the, the music? Oh, yeah. Who do they, they, they did. Christian Wig and, and uh, that other woman whose name is Annie Mama. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they wrote nice. a lot of the songs. I, I read the uh, the the Indisha at the end of the credits with the mm -hmm. with the, all the songs and stuff, and was just like, oh, hey, uh, you know, Richard Cheese didn't even write the songs he performed. Uh, he he he. The, Richard Cheese is a hack. It could no. make a good <laughs> stage show. This movie, if they just add a few more songs into into the plot, I think this would actually make a pretty good like stage show. What it though? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I could see it being a stage show, but like it, you'd lose some of the impact of them actually like like it's spatial i think a lot of it right like yeah uh, you'd be amazed itself, like the, the fact that they're kind of going around in all these spaces she's like you know doing the the whole uh surfing thing or whatever she's are uh, we short on stage shows is that what you're concerned yeah. about <laughs> i mean the opera closed so we got we got to replace it there will what not closed? be a dry eye in the house for the, the Olivia opera? piercing scene <laughs> <laughs> I also don't want to get anybody wrong. I think Annie and Kristen, they're hilariously funny together. Yeah. So um, the other thing is like, I can't think of my- Bridesmaids, my favorite. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, it seems like, and she wrote the, the script for Bridesmaids, right? They both did. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's, I want to make this argument that, not that, that Bridesmaids was one of those movies, like I think it's, everything came together so brilliantly and i feel like in this movie you had extremely really talented people but the tone didn't work for me but it worked for you guys so i think it's time for me to face the music that i'm nowheresville <laughs> well i i think that there's different eras as i said like in the beginning of this like of of uh, of comedy movies right like we're kind of at a very absurdist moment and you have to either um you have to either be able to take yourself uh, out of, I guess, reality, right? Like the more subtle version of comedy and, um, you know, be into these kind of more high octane 
kind of things where it's like, you know, the jokes are coming really, really fast. Um, there's like a lot of characters going in and out. Uh, they're trying a lot of things and it might not all necessarily, you know, work when it all comes together. But like that is a specific thing rather than I think Bridesmaids, which is more realistic. Uh, like yeah. 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 I think I just also my, my preference is like uh, I'm one of the few people I'm like an old uh, Jewish man who's like, you know, even the scene that everyone loved uh, in Bridesmaids was the one scene I didn't like was the, you know, where they all uh, the shit scene for lack of a better description. <laughs> really? And my entire life, my family has I'm like my family. It's like, oh, do we, you know, it's like uh, I asked someone about Austin uh you know, the Austin Powers say, but Austin Powers seven, they go, well, you'll like it if you like bathroom humor. I go, no, no, I don't like, I don't like bathroom humor. I've never been in the bathroom and said to myself, this would be a great bit. Who but, does number two but, work for? But, <laughs> but the thing is, flush, I know that My I have a problem with ever was actually Austin Powers. I was like five years old. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know I'm, yeah, I, I know I have a problem of my own like uh it's I'm a little bit of a prude when it comes to bathroom humor if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean I yeah, that's the one scene that I like uh rewatching Bridesmaids for like the first time since like 2011 the other day. Um I was like kind of hiding my face for that. I was like, "No, I can't I can't." See, do I think that's very Apatow. I think that's very like Yeah. It's like his humor. And weirdly, I think Paul I think Paul, and I'm not sure that Paul wanted that. I think I'm not sure Paul was crazy about that scene, but Paul does say that he crosses over with Judd in that one particular. So I, I just feel like I, I, I can't, uh, I'm not qualified in that field to evaluate it because I have so many preconceived dislikes of uh, bathroom humor. <laughs> so there, there, it, the, well, when I, I, Bridesmaids is one of my favorite, it's probably my favorite comedy of all time behind This is the End which is basically like the all dudes version of like, cause it's adds all the Apatow actors that we all comedians, we all know and love. And a few, maybe one that, you know, is very problematic. James Franco, obviously. Alan Covert. I was desensitized at a very young age to gross stuff. My, my grandfather would, I would be doing like my math work, like math practice work. And he'd be watching Alien, Aliens, Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake of The Blob. And I would be looking over like, watch it like, oh. So I was so like this, the bathroom humor stuff, I can handle. Right. Right. I think it's a, it definitely is a upbringing environment. Uh, what are they called when something? Is it the environment or nature? Nurture or nature? Yeah, I would say my, my children certainly desensitized me to, uh, um, to after changing their diapers with to, uh, to shit. Um, so, and you see, that's the thing. I don't have. I've never had kids, and that it's like, and I have OCD. I don't have the. I don't have the washing part of OCD, but I have a lot of the other parts of it, where just like you know, did I clean that dish clean enough? So I do think having had, and also, for my twenties, I had spent my all of my twenties driving around LA. Because I moved to LA when I was 21, thinking that I'd hit somebody in my car, but didn't know I'd hit them because I was one, like this was 1978. I had OCD, a bad case of it, and, but it wasn't as popular. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't as popular. It was well known. People didn't know about it. There's that urban so. legend too about like hitting a car, uh, hitting somebody with your car, and you don't know it until you get to their house. Or <laughs> yeah, well, this was like uh, my cousin has the same thing. Uh, my first cousin had the same thing. It's like severe OCD going through the. The family. So I think 
that's why I probably was good that I didn't have kids because I might have been it might have been too crazy, but it would have definitely cured me. I think is what you're saying. Yes. Well, it's like an inoculation, right? Like uh, yep. if you're around something enough, uh, a high enough dose of it, I guess you know, like if you're around kids shitting everywhere. But you but, don't uh, love that scene in Bridesmaids, right? Either, right? Oh, I mean, I've I, actually, I've never I'm, seen Bridesmaids. You've never, you seen never saw Bridesmaids. Oh, what? No, I can't believe I said this like this because this movie. Having not, I think I did. I like this movie less because I love the bridesmaids so much. Okay. You yeah. Know, it's like, yeah, no, it measuring it, it up to it. It does. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, because it's Kristen Wiig, it's got some very familiar people from the bridesmaid film. Um, but I, I was my favorite scene in bridesmaids is, is when they're in the plane and she's having like a meltdown about because <laughs> she took a Xanax and she took vodka. And she's so like, great. there's a woman on the plane, on the, on the wing. She's turning butter. And I'm like, why are you freaking out about that? I'm like, a woman churning butter, like a pilgrim woman churning butter. I'm like, what? That's not something to freak out about. If it was like a creepy looking monster that you're seeing, I understand oh, you the meltdown. You dealt with the Amish? <laughs> I, love, I, love when, uh, I love when she's just making fun of the flight attendant guy. And she's like, so... uh, <laughs> and I do want to apologize to all the Amish watching. I'm, so, I'm sorry for that joke. Yeah, the Amish. We we we're, we're the number we're one. We're gonna get canceled. Uh, we're the number one Amish podcast. You know, they're the, we're the we're the one podcast. They're the most that they're allowed, they're allowed to listen to on, uh, on Rum Springer. You know what I mean? When they go on the the trip, they they take a trip away from stuff, and they're like, "Yo, I'm gonna just listen to a bunch of podcasts." I think this oh, Amish. The, the Amish love. Insult humor. <laughs> How accurate are their accents, though, for this film? Like, oh, what were they? Were they? I don't know. From like the Midwest, like I mean, it didn't sound like anything out of like Fargo or whatever. But like, I'm oh, like, Force and I will do some research on it next month, and we'll get back to you. <laughs> well, it's Midwest, right? It's Soft Rock. Where were they from? Soft like, Rock, Nebraska? Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be Nebraska. Um, which yeah, I don't know what a Nebraska accent exactly sounds. I mean, I've seen the movie Nebraska, which is people you know, tell me that people from California tell me that they have accents. And I'm like, I'm originally from New Jersey, central New Jersey, for <laughs> Emma and Sam, who argue that it doesn't exist. Uh, but like, I've lived in South Carolina my whole life, and so I tried so hard to not get like that southern twang because I just don't like the southern accent much so people are like where are you from you just don't like i don't have the midwestern accent i don't got the southern accent i don't have the full-blown like jersey accent so like when i hear like you know kristen and nanny do like a really good job at you know these this accent i'm like this is a very specific area in the midwest because i've never heard like these voices before is it though, or are they just it, yeah. generally doing a like I do? My mother in Queens, but my auntie, your cousin, your cousin Michael played the violin. Would that be a good subject? Yeah, auntie, you lived in Sausalito. How are the fajitas? So I could do all of those voices, but they're not really of my mother. They're like capturing Judaism. So yeah, are, it's it's are a midwestern midwestern. Yeah, right. Like yeah. as someone, I'm the only person here that lives in the Midwest. I'm not from the Midwest. I live in Wisconsin. They could be from down the street. Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, they, wow. they they could be down. Like seriously, it sounds but like not they could Minnesota, be down the but not Fargo though. Not Fargo. No Fargo. Oh, oh no, weird. that's different. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Well, we uh, but there is a Scotty specific accent. But the the point thing is, it's it's it, it is. It's actually kind of a smart accent because it's it's indistinctively Midwestern. Is yeah. the best way I can put well, it. Well, Christian Wade said people uh, in the Midwest would disagree. 
Kristen <laughs> Wiig said that um, she got a lot of the ideas for like the style and the uh, I guess affectations of her character from her mom, which I don't know. I don't think she's from the Midwest, but like it is kind of it's a general mom vibe. I think she but, was going for yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's like you know, it's 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 like if I were to make a, if I was an actress or make it a comedy, I would I would you know model my character's look off of my mother. She has very short hair. She's always had very 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 short hair with little pixie little bangs like i would definitely like you know I, I i can see where she got the idea of like the look based off of her mother but I, I, obviously she probably wanted to like make make the characters have like a midwestern accent because it would just kind of like you know be something very distinctive and very different instead of them being from like california or new york or whatever oh hello yeah this is, so this is uh they're, they're, they get they got interviewed by will farrell who i guess is the executive producer for this but not in this which is kind of uh I mean, I don't know where they could have fit him in. They should have fit yeah. him in for like a. They should have had him just at the bar or something like that. Yeah, yeah, game. like walking around to the thong. <laughs> or if I cameo. But, uh, but this is this is he's interviewing them about the style, and uh, I kind of I thought this was interesting. Yeah. You did. Oh. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> did. Oh, you did. Did. Um. What. Uh, how did you guys such a specific look too that the, that Barb and Star have? It's Will Ferrell from the oh, hair oh, to okay. their signature culottes um, and their love of culottes. Let's face it. Have you ever worn a culotte? I have not. Well, I've been should. tempted. Yeah, they're comfortable. What? They're breezy. You're are not they, really committing are, to any length. It's short. Right? And long at the same time. <laughs> it's uh, it's super versatile. Yeah, it's fun. Elastic waist sometimes. They're they're like meal friendly. Like oh. you can, <laughs> you can eat pretty much anything you want wearing a culotte, and um, the comfort uh, maintains. <laughs> I I love. I love that Barbara. This is some conversation, are, by the way. Have, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you describe it. Just, like, there's, there's they're a part unabashed. Of part it's the, not that they have, like, where you start talking about a heat rash. But at the same time, they like, don't I have back, heat they, rash. You guys have heat They're not rash. afraid to wear <laughs> shell charm bracelets. When men when men go to tell their beard, neighbor, you just like, can't look at uh, it anymore. So what? Don't touch your beard. What? How? Leave your beard Were they alone. based on people you guys observed, or just, it's just you guys riffing? Hey, as someone who also guys. has OCD, you should, that's an OCD thing too. As far as oh, the, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I would be doing clothes, it. look, yeah. attitude, this kind of a friendly Midwestern kind of hi neighbor, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think a little bit of like mom, aunt, right. Pattern. Um, there, there were a lot of times where I would, my mom would wear this or, or you know that was kind of like a a check for me um, but we wanted to keep their clothes like really sort of happy and like have them be very similar but like slightly different you know color palettes from each other and just like like what happy really happy ladies might wear and like if you're going on a trip you should have pineapple earrings and you should yeah. you know wear things that are connected so you just have to put one thing on and you have a necklace and a vest and it's all one piece <laughs> get it back. i get yeah. it i get it 
<laughs> well, I get the, the comments and the, get some clapback going on. Yeah, I do. I get it. I, I feel bad in many ways that I even brought it up because it touched off so many things in both beard havers and beard lookers. <laughs> Aspiring beard havers, perhaps, as well. Well, I, I had to, the Lincoln. I, I had the Lincoln when I was 18, so that's why I figured. Oh, got it. Never yeah, when I when I when I was like 19 or 20, I loved, I wanted to see how far mine would grow out, and I actually grew it out to here to the point where I could put like a little ponytail thing on it, and it, it was it's hard not to touch it. You're like it's itchy. A lot of times it's itchy, and then <laughs> you, you want to get rid of it at some point, and uh, you know. But it, it was something to try. I do yeah. want to point out that you can tell. This is the truth I think about comedians is that obviously, I mean, I'm not saying something that's like radical, but they're funnier as people than they all comedians are funnier. Like. The bit, whatever the bit is, when when you bring the bit into the and you make it into a bit, that's always the danger. That's always the challenge part of it, because. uh, They are. That and that's why there were so many funny people in the movie. So the only thing I would say was like, sometimes movies look like they're made more airplane style, and sometimes movies look like they're made more, not about story because I don't care. I don't care about plot, but I love little things and scenes between people and little moments. If they had had less comedy, I less you know less uh, over the top comedy, maybe the other stuff would have played better for me. Well, wow. Is, uh, okay. well, there's also that side. I guess I could disagree with that more, but I'd really have to try. <laughs> <laughs> there, well, also too, there's that whole like side plot with Kristen Wiig's other character, the woman that's like wants to. But we haven't gotten to that her character yet, yeah. where you know she wants to like she wants to enact some sort of revenge and kill people with with you know mosquitoes. And I'm like, oh, okay. Which, by the way, um, they they took that that scene and they put it in front of test audiences. And uh, the test you audience pest? did not pest, pest audience. We got five different varieties of insects, and we showed them the film. That would be mosquitoes, crazy, wouldn't it? The locusts kind of, went wild. Mosquitoes kind of felt like it was racist, but you know, gnats, flies—they <laughs> loved it. This so, is racist against the mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, they're like, they're like, we have enough uh, people, you know. Slapping us, telling us, you know, that we're, we're we're vermin. We don't we don't need this movie coming out, and then people think that we like to bite people and kill them. You know, we're we're, we're mosquitoes. You know, um, no, but so they didn't know that that ca- character Sharon Fisherman, which is a funny name for a Sharon <laughs> Gordon's Fisherman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so they didn't know that that was Kristen Wiig. I guess uh, I didn't either. First time I oh, watched this, and then like, and then afterwards I, I was like, was her? I was like, well, good for you. I'm talking about me now. No, I, 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 I was like, who was that villain? She was awesome. I was like, oh, snap. It was like, it was Chris. And then like, once I knew it, of course I could see it. Right. Yeah. But like, I, I didn't I realize it, it the first like, time. I was like, that's Christian Wig. Also. Then also, to be clear, I probably had a few adult beverages when I first saw this. Thing, so whatever. <laughs> did you, did you have the, Conan, did you have the big drink that, that that's impossible yeah, to finish? Exactly. I had one of those. He was like licking the, the, uh, the buried treasure. And then yes. every time you go to drink it, you hear the voice go, yo, ho, ho. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm looking at her all the time. But I think, you know, look, I. I, I I like the farcical aspect of it. And you sound completely... very defensive now. I think you're on the. We got you going. The he's going down. Look, people. Look. No, no. It's I. I. But it's an. It's a bold aesthetic choice, right? Like it's going. It's going for the big like 
Like this is, you know, there's the like the, the song and dance numbers. There's like you know magical stuff happening, and it doesn't bother or is it interested in explaining, right? Whereas bridesmaids, I love bridesmaids. It's very grounded. It's very grounded. That's one yeah, of the I things that's so, so good. About I think it. that's really a, a preference thing, right? Yeah, I don't like. Sure. I, I get nervous when the when the when the reality gets tweaked, and you like it when the, when the reality gets tweaked, or you like more things to happen. I actually like both, but yes, that, that that's. I don't know. I, 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 I characterize as the worst way to argue. Let me tell yeah, you exactly. what's wrong with you, and then so, let me tell you. Here's the deal: you are known for only liking this one. Th- oh, yes. right, yeah, the thing or I'm known for. You like Airplane Seven. Yeah. I'm someone. Who's seen 400 <laughs> blows nine yeah. times? I love 400 blows. That's a good. I, I love. I love the that. band and the movie. How about that, Andy Kindler? Boom. Well, I mean, that's why there's a different. <laughs> I think that there's a different phase thing. Whereas uh, I think like 2011 was the moment where something like Bridesmaids uh, hit a certain way. At this yeah. moment in time, with like the more absurdist kind of comedy, hits. It, 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 it's very. It feels very of now. Um, well, Andy World uh, and I both saw this around the same time, which is kind of peak pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Like, this didn't get a, a release in theaters, I don't think, if I remember right. No, it was. That's it was, why it I thought it was an older movie or something, because I had never, because it seems like a pandemic movie. Yeah, no, they, yeah. They, they, the studio's like, what are we doing with this? And they just buried it on like Hulu. Um, <laughs> yes. It's just like me on this show. What are we doing with this? I'm like, you guys, you got to watch this. And Coden's the only one who watched it at the time. And Coden loved it, so so I know I'm not. And crazy. you recommended I, the Matthew film guy. No, hold on, hold the hold the phone, friend. You may get you may get the credit for rep- recommending Matthew film guy. I watch this without your recommendation. I watch this okay. independent of even knowing you. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so let's set. Yes, really. Why are you so? Look, this Andy Kindler. Andy is at, he has strict message discipline. He only recommended this one movie. This movie we're discussing right now to literally everyone for a solid year and a half. But here's the deal. He's the deal, friends. You saw it first. I saw it first. <laughs> this is crazy. Now, uh, yeah, I he wants like to take I credit for that. Uh, uh-uh, not this man's army. Thank you. I'm thinking of what I should have chosen now. Now I'm thinking of what I blew, how I blew it. <laughs> I mean, that, that just means you got to come back on, and we got to yeah, talk yeah, exactly. about something yeah. else. Yeah. It's not the first time that that's happened. I mean, I feel like every time Amy and Amanda are on, it's like. You know, oh my god, we Amy and Amanda, their whole thing is these are bad their whole podcast is these are bad movies and they will find any they will they hate yeah, like ninety nine percent that, of movies. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I don't want to be that I don't want to be like, listen, I just didn't do I mean, I'm not being like uh what's it when you're like uh contrarian. Snobby. I'm not being snobby. I'm being uh uh more like like a certain kind of comedy and hope that the movie I'm gonna see like when they when they start doing the the barb and star, you know, when they start talking in that store, I was like, oh, let's stay in that store, and then oh, I want to see uh, what was the name? Jennifer's convertible. Well, you right? want to see? So you want to see the barb and star where they never leave to go on their adventure? Yeah, they right. never go on vacation. Not realistic. Not realistic. Don't go to Vista Del Mar. They're, they just hang in the furniture store and lamp. You know, I also thought what... Vista Del Mar. I'm so not bright. Uh, that I thought Vista Del Mar. This is a, a theme of my life of not thinking I'm bright because my father made me feel that way. Although I loved him and etc. Et but uh, I thought it was Vista Del Mar out in California. That's how uh, thick I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I that's was thinking, totally why would movie. it be? That's just like a small street over here in LA. So I don't even know why I thought it would be that. That's that's it's just a little area, Vista Del Mar. I mean, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle is a classic for those of us from New Jersey. So it it is, it is. And but look, if we're gonna talk about this movie, let's talk about this movie. I I, I think it's 
<laughs> look, the problem with having a comedian on to talk about a, a comic movie, I actually thought about this. I'd almost like, I think because we've had like other comedians on, it's been to talk about like dramas. Thanks for calling like me a that. comedian. I always appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> I know, but sometimes the, the crowds don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> when I was telling like my just friends, ask just ask the other Andy, I'll tell you all about it. When I was telling my friends, they're like, "Wait, you're gonna have more from Boss Burgers on? I fucking love Boss Burgers," and I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "He's so funny." But I, I feel like you I'm know, not controversial they... on that show. <laughs> it kind of goes in goes hard from the beginning, right? Because you got the, the 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 kid who's like doing. The I paper love route. the opening. I yeah, love the I, opening. I love that song. So to me, they had me with that. And then they lost you. After the song, they lost you. <laughs> but that's unfair. See, I think what I'm saying is unfair. Not that I should be kicked off the show, but it's a little bit unfair because I think I didn't give it a chance as much once I said, oh, my God, is this what? And here's like here's the thing that drives me crazy. Why does it have to be that he's in love with the evil woman and the evil woman doesn't want? Why do we have to? Ha- yeah, haven't we seen that a million times? Fifty dollars and just, just using him. She I mean, right, but and so it's like tur- Jamie Thorne, and then was man. like, "I'll give you more money if you do some crimes." Yeah, yeah. crimes. It's be all, straight it's all though, real. and do crimes. <laughs> <laughs> and he do- to be fair, he does do both adequately. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know if he, I mean, he doesn't seem too great at the crime. Look, look, it's just like art, right? You can dislike the art doesn't make them not an artist. You can dislike the crime doesn't mean they're not a criminal. There's bad at it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. it. Right. Fair. It's like the people Fair. who robbed my house. They clearly were not prepared three times. They had to that was, take that was just the, uh, I like how Christina's roasting the people that robbed her house. They're terrible at, at robbing me. <laughs> they're doing a horrible did. job. Is this a true story that they robbed you like three a, times? Mm-hmm. The and same the people? Wow. Yeah, the cops. It, it it was ended up being one of my father's coworkers who's who was awful, who like lived near us. Jesus. And the cops were like, "We're not even gonna bother doing fingerprints because they probably wore gloves." And I'm like, "They needed our pillowcases because they literally took everything." Like, you really think that they wore gloves? Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm just glad it wasn't one of your father's coworkers who wasn't who what because you said they they were awful. I, I'm just glad it wasn't yeah. one of his. It's one of the nice ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's a gem, except for the robbery. You know, other, yes. other than that, he's a great guy. <laughs> we he's had, a niece and niece. used to have these great conversations. He'd be like, uh, "Yeah, like you know, I'm I'm doing all these things. It's really interesting." Oh, by the way, what's the code to your safe? Yeah, yeah, I'm robbing you now. <laughs> by the way, no offense. I know we've been having a few laughs, but so we're robbing friendly. you. We were just so yeah. friendly. I gave him the last four digits of my social security number. I don't know what he's gonna do with it. You know, it, it's it's it was all oh part. Oh my of, god, you know. <laughs> you know this, it's got one of those faces. He's trustworthy. You yeah. know that Barb and Star would be so gullible to like give away information to to like someone like that. I yes. felt like it might go that way the first my time I saw it. Name is yeah, right, right. And, and I'm glad it didn't because I think that would be too cliched, frankly. Yes, like but how they like a little bit too too ditzy. Like they have the three way right, and they're just sort of calmly discussing it. They aren't like you know freaking out. I, was, I actually like that aspect of it, like that they're like. Like, oh, yeah, we had threesomes. It was fun. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, it's <laughs> no big deal. NBD, right? Okay. Like, yeah, remember when this oh, yeah, happened? Yeah. That was wild. Like, I also, I like also horse? Yes, yes, we did. That's why my back sore. <laughs> I appreciated that they were great. That was funny. They weren't exactly the same character. Uh, you know, Barb, like, snuck out of the window, and, you know, it's really funny to yeah. watch her go on the float, and she floats yeah. by the fucking window. 
and then uh, Star was like, you know, writing down the like a, a love letter or whatever. Yes. And they're both trying to hide that from each other. But I appreciate that they didn't do the exact same thing, even though they're kind of uh, similar. Or like they spent most of the movie, like when they found out, like they were like, okay, I'm mad at you, you're mad at me, but we got to forgive each other because there's something really bad happening. We got we got to save the world or whatever. Yeah, like, like I, so I think what I would say is I think that there's a version of this movie that'd be kind of like whatever, like exploitation but Midwest, right? Yes. And and I'm and I'm glad that they didn't go that route because I think that that's tired and I think that would make it something that I don't like. Personally. Well, it, how about yo? I'm just asking though. Is yo yo? Is that not? Does that sound racist or what the hell? Why did I think that was racist? <laughs> If I see, it just seems like an afterthought. We need to call this guy something. Let's call him Yo Yo. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, but there's no, there's no racial angle that I'm missing. I know they wouldn't have a racial angle, but it sound, it sounded. I know. I'm always. I I mean, maybe they were going for like a Bond villain kind of name. Like that's what I think. I think you're right. I think you're right. That's smart. Mm, Yeah. Because I haven't seen hardly any of those movies except he's like eight. Yeah, right. But I do like the scene though with with Josh Robert Thompson voicing the crab because I immediately knew I was like, that's not Morgan Freeman. That's my buddy Josh Robert Thompson who voiced Jeff Pearson on the Late Late Show. Which, by the way, I'm sorry, Conan, they're getting rid of the Late Late Show, replace it with Midnight. So your mm-hmm. dreams have been crushed. What's being replaced? Over. Carson Daly? No, the late like James Corden show. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, okay. we had a uh, there was a not made by me petition for me to replace James Corden, and uh, <sighs> it, it yeah, unfortunately I would, I would, was not successful. So, but so what did they tell me? I missed what they're putting on though. Midnight, some show that yeah, Chris Hardwick, Central. dude. I, I don't. Oh, know they're bringing that, guy, that back, but whatever. They're bringing yeah. the show oh, no, back. They're not bringing that back. Yeah. Chris Hardwick, that show, and I'm saying they're not bringing it back. Was he a creep? Oh wait, you're a dude, so probably not. Oh, uh, Christopher Hardwick. <laughs> Why do you want to bring me in on these? <laughs> Situations. <laughs> I'm just pissed because of- he took my job. He took my job, Andy. Come on. I wasn't That's a fan mine. of his comedy, if anybody, if that matters. No, he's 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 done some creepy stuff. Uh, but also, we had a few hundred signatures. That's but the law, ancient laws of Hollywood means they had to give it to me. So I don't know what they did. There was a hundreds people. Yeah, maybe Chris <laughs> Wiggs signed it. You never know. I yeah. I mean, I don't I'm know. glad um, Corden's gone. I think we can all agree about yes, that. Right? We can all yes. agree on that. Thank you. Bring back well, Craig Ferguson's coming back with his own show. So I was hoping, uh, I was hoping he'd, he'd take the carpool karaoke and someone would just smash into it. But you know, this is, you know, this is I crazy. heard that as carpool karaoke, like carpal tunnel, and I was like, that's that's almost <laughs> <Me> better. <laughs> carpool karaoke. Your wrist in front of the microphone. You go, in the name of love. <laughs> Oh, it's so, gonna be great oh, for the podcast listeners, by the way. So, uh, it's a visual so, a bit, so a bit in this in in this movie in Barb and Star, you know, and their trip to you know Vista Del Mar. Um, not bit, Marina Del Rey. In this movie, since not Marina, Marina Del Rey. No, not Lana Del Rey either. I love the, I love that so, you thought that's what it was. That's great. I would have liked to have been at the theater so I could have stood up and go, "Are you kidding me? It's not about." This is the wrong state, sir. Local um, man incensed at plot of movie he misread. <laughs> so, that so great. That's like an oh. onion headline. That's better than an onion headline, frankly. Sense. Well, it's like, it's like old man yells at clouds, but it's old man yells at uh, movie he misread. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so a bit that I want to talk about in this is just really quickly uh, when there's an evil sting, kind of thing like da 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 whatever and she looks down and it's a bunch of mice that she has playing instruments 
And then she's like, the uh, little orchestra is an orchestra yeah. of mice. It's adorable. It's like out of a Disney movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, you know what? You guys were off. Uh, none of, none of the strings get fucking, uh, get cheese. And then the, the one percussion mouse like cheers or whatever. Like that's such a weird throwaway bit that just <laughs> added to this movie. The strings were off. Everybody gets cheese. But, but Lydia Tar's orchestra love that piece of it. <laughs> um, too soon, too soon for Tar discourse, <laughs> or too late. <laughs> uh, another another thing that I liked in this was the Richard Cheese stuff. Um, I thought so that many that- people on Letterbox do not like it. They're like, oh, come on, these booby songs. Are like that's Richard Cheese. That's like kind of what he does, and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of buy the ticket, take the ride, right? Wait, you know? who, who, oh wait. Who is Richard? I think that I, you could be coming up with someone I think I may have had a, a feud with. Is this oh, really? of the Twitter account Rich who writes too much or something? No, was, I think I'm mixing no, it, it up. The guy, it was, it's, it's, no, I'm not. It's not the feud guy. Thank God, because my my heart stopped. <laughs> You're just sharpening your knives underneath that microphone. No, no, it's more fear. I have a fear oh, of actually okay. seeing anybody I've had a Twitter. Nobody's afraid of this guy. This guy makes farcical uh, lounge music uh, that's like kind of ribald and like halfway clever. Meanwhile, like, my, 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 my little kid mind's like, farcical? <laughs> farcical. Um, that's actually better than what I said. So let's say pretend perfect, I said that. Uh, a perfect moment in this though is when she's like yeah and then richard cheese really you know lightens the mood every time he plays and then he's playing the song about how all of his high school friends have recently died and he lists right. off all the friends that he had that yeah that Wait, also felt like this one? Uh, <laughs> i had something to say but it was i didn't I had nothing i'm sorry i realized it a lot of times people won't re- say afterwards that they had nothing but it, i apologize yeah you gotta you gotta <laughs> double down you gotta double down and uh, you know talk through. Yeah, it yeah. It's it. not like you blot someone stopped me and uh, or I forgot it. I was literally going half nothing. My, my thing usually does is just pause and go thank you, and then that's good, you know, <laughs> <laughs> for this show. <laughs> but I play rock and roll. I'm not a comedian, so the rules are different. This is this is the um, this is them talking about the opening montage, the, the song. Yeah, Will, Will Ferrell's not the best interviewer, I don't think. Yeah, this is He's not going to... No one's going to see the movie based on this. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the fence, but I saw this really meandering interview. It's an hour long, too, and he starts talking about his heat rash halfway through an it. An hour long? Yeah. The, God, the, Jesus Christ. The kind of opening sequence in the movie with uh, Yo-Yo, uh, who is an assistant to... The well, I, there's a B plot that happens that that I oh, like. Don't give killing. me away, Will. Um, this is killing me. This is this is murdering my heart. Yo-yo, oh and my how did you pick that that Barbra Streisand song to open the the movie? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. well, that song was in there from that was one that of the was first like, things on day one. That yeah, just <laughs> new from the beginning. Yeah. And then, did we have him dance to it for his audition, or he had to lip sync, I think, to it for his audition? He did the lip syncing. I mean, I don't, I don't get the feeling from this that any, I mean, they actually made. The Ren is they like, no, it um, feels like that the, they didn't make the film. They're like a, discussing what went wrong. Very, <laughs> I don't know even how to explain. He's a he's a burst of sunshine. Yes. <laughs> he's also has an a, a he's like an old soul. He's like a. 90 year old man in a 10 year old body <laughs> but he is he is 
just, I mean, he just came from the far, we watched his audition tapes over and over and over. Over and over and over. And just, we just laughed so hard and smiled. Like he's just, there's so much joy bottle packed up in that little body. He's, he's incredible. It's, it's, uh, yeah, he's delivering newspaper. Oh my God. I have to tell you, that makes me not ever want to talk about anything, any subject again. Yeah. Yeah. I I gotta say it weird, you know, like. I'm not saying I'm the be all end all, whatever, but you know, I just, you know, nine years of, of doing my show on Monday. And when I see something like that, it makes me like actively anxious. Like, I'm like, ah, my God. Yeah, I, I, I was feeling it too. I was like, oh my God, I think I could do a better job than Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> what the I just want to say, I am the be all and the end all. I just want to make that <laughs> right. very clear. Exactly. Let's, <laughs> let the record show. From this. <laughs> Andy's going to enter into the record, other Andy. Yes. He's, that's his entering into the record lighting, actually, that he just put on. So. <laughs> Are you uh, are you in the in the red light district right now? You better unmute yourself if you're gonna answer that. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> I, I like that. Waited till he was doing something else to call on him. Isn't that great? <laughs> Start dicking around with the lighting. Hey, defend this movie that you love. Nope. All right, we're gonna talk about your lighting. <laughs> no, no, I just thought I just thought I'd be like Bill Ferrell, like really colored skin. Oh, there you go. Okay. Are, are you uh? Are Again, you the podcast up? audience is gonna love it. <laughs> Will Ferrell, I think, can't be serious because he's a such. Maybe that's the thing. Is he's such a? He is a hilarious person. So maybe when he's trying to not be funny, it doesn't come off. Well, he did up. that like uh, that one movie, The Stranger, Stranger in Paradise, or what? What was it? Uh, he did that one Lifetime movie too. <laughs> Stranger, you know what I'm talking about? Stranger than Fiction. He did. The, he did the <laughs> Reckless Eric song. It was good in that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm a big fan. Of he was like an IRS dude or something. That was he was good I in that. Will I, yeah, it was. That's the topic. I vote yes on Will Ferrell. Stranger than fiction. Yeah. Okay. So I was gonna say. Just, <laughs> I was definitely stranger than. I almost said strangers with candy. I'm like, that's definitely not it, Conan. That's a different show. <laughs> Will Ferrell is a stranger with candy. Um, yeah. But how would take no, that, that, that movie? I, I used to have that on DVD. That was like one of the first DVDs. Good. That, I, that I bought at the time. It was, it was, yeah. But, but as an interviewer, he, he sucks eggs. It's not good at it. Just, it's, it's, it's bad. Like, it's, you know, I get it. People want to watch celebrities being celebrities at each other, but like, it's bad. That's a, that's a bad. He's no Taylor Swift, that's for sure. I think <laughs> Taylor Swift was in conversation with the the, the director of uh, what's his name, McDonough, right? Yeah, of uh, yeah, even Sharon. Uh, and uh, in Bruges and all that, and they, and like, I was, I was blown away. She did a great job. She had a like a history of film directors. at her command. There was a good conversation. It was a back and forth. I'm like, props to Taylor Swift. Will yeah. Ferrell could take lessons from Taylor Swift. Thank you. Yes. Put it on record, Andy. <laughs> Put it on record, yeah. <laughs> Get no the light ever... back on. Enter in the record. <laughs> I, don't, I did not have a deep. I don't have a deep knowledge of anything of any topic. But you are, but like I get, I get, and we appreciate the substantive critiques too, because the, um, I mean, you are they you really are, that substantive? Are they really? <laughs> no, but if you do some, we'll appreciate them. That's what I'm no, saying. No, wait, if that's coming up, that's <laughs> yeah, coming that's up. That's coming up. That's, uh, that's, that's stay tuned, everyone. It's no, but I, I do have another criticism that could work now that maybe it'll make more sense. Like, right on us. They, well, I think you're trying to discourage me, but the oh, thing where, uh, I'm deadly serious, uh, where he says, do you remember? Do you remember when the guy and he came after us and oh, he was an actual killer? I think if those were, if you had slower pace on those, those need to be listened mm. to. Though it's hilarious, but it's not hilarious as just 
boom, 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 boom. So uh, luckily I'm not a reviewer because I don't think that works. But, uh, <laughs> it looks great in print. Boom, 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 boom. boom. No, but, yeah, I, but, but I think you're saying like the Farrelly brothers, right? Their thing where it's like bop, 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 bop. You know, yeah. it's it's just joke after joke and gag after gag, and yeah, it's so, so relentless. They, the yeah. fact that they say, I mean, if they said it more like, and we they really did say like he wasn't, he was a killer. You know, I mean yeah. that, and it it would be funnier to me because it because those be, characters are good deadpan. Right? Those yeah, are great deadpan that's characters. What I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. Right, I'm sure. coming to the deadpan commission tonight to tell you people, <laughs> let's keep the faces straight. Let's play small, people. Keep it in. As chairman of the deadpan, deadpan commission. Yes. <laughs> ranking chair. The, the as ranking the straight, chair. As, a, as the uh, straight man, when they used to have a straight men, that doesn't sound right now. The they straight made straight men, men woke. In, in the comedy, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, comedy <laughs> duos. I was a representative of all the straight men. So, mm-hmm. so Andrew World, so now that you're not futzing around with your lighting, uh, with <laughs> whatever you're doing that, to, to, to emulate Will Ferrell, I guess, right? Like, what, what do you think, man? You, you've been one of the most passionate advocates of this movie. You've wanted to cover it for a long time. Is it everything you dreamed it could be? Uh, you know, I, I really did enjoy rewatching this because I do love that kind of absurdist humor. I love the fact that, like, there are so many jokes that just, like, fly by and, and like, you know, every single time you watch it, you can pick up something else like, like, uh, you know, j- just such, you know, uh, like, like you, you ever watch those old movies when they were in the 1800s? Do you think they smell? I mean, like, like that's just, you know, and then they, yeah, they don't see, stop at that. And they just kept going. And, and it's that was like, great. Like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's it's I, I personally kind of enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, like, hey, that's fine. It's not everybody's cup of tea. That's uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not mad at your opinion. It's making me switch from tea to cappuccinos. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. So Christopher Guest is like the king of that, right? Those those movies, you know, starting with, uh, you know, uh, Wayne for Guffman, like Best in Show. I mean, Spinal Tap, people forget that's Rob Reiner technically directed that. But that that's the same... It's the same type of thing where it's so it's so rat-a-tat, everyone's just going so hard all the time that it rewards them all. I mean, Spinal Tap... If you if you watch that with the commentary track, they do it in character. And it's practically another movie, and it's great. I know? watched that second one where they they do the ones that were oh commentary, but there's also scenes that were left out that it was left out for yes. an hour and a half. Yes. I think Spinal Tap is way different tone than the. I think Spinal Tap is way fun, not way funnier, but measurably funnier than most of the, uh, the Christopher, Christopher Guest movies. I think it's like maybe the greatest movie ever, or you know, as good as any movie ever made. And and that and that one, a friend of mine who was a drummer said that he came out of that movie depressed because it he, it seemed so real. It was such a real yes. takedown. Yeah. And we talked about that when we did when we did the uh, when we had the show because I I am a musician. We had uh, Chris Murphy from Sloan, Brian Teasley of Manor Astro Man, and Jerry Casali of Devo, that were all on the panel at different times. And all of us were basically like, "Yep, that's how it is." <laughs> yep, that's it. And Jerry even told a story about like them getting lost backstage, and like you know the but but in the Devo story, the the um the stagehands were purposefully misdirecting them, so there's a little <laughs> bit more, more nefarious. But I, yeah, like that's one of the reasons why that works. But it also and Rob sort of Reiner's like, is hilarious at the beginning. Of, Let's boogie, and he's having trouble with his hands, and yeah, and yeah. Bruno Bruno Kirby. I mean, they're probably pound for I don't want to say pound for pound, but they're just great, just a chock full movie. So I'm always so, weak. I'm sorry. I always <laughs> weak. Every one of my criticisms, or comments trails off, and I apologize. 
If you haven't seen us do our signature bits, don't worry. You <laughs> You'll be feeling great by the end of it. Uh, so for me, I think that I, I it, it is kind of like here's the comedy canon. Boom! It's like blasted at you. Here's like everything that's going on. Blasted us uh, in the ass. Yeah, and and I think that's a, that's a that's Real an aesthetic. Proper. There's so many there's throwaway visual gags that that you can catch and and stuff that's later, but it's also. It's kind of over the top, and I like the colorful nature of it, too. And again, but let's remember, I saw this, like, peak pandemic. Like, peak, wow, like, not so seeing it must anyone. have been a cool thing to see a new movie, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm not being By funny. nature of it being a movie, it was great. No, no, like, but it was, no, like, it was so different than what was happening, yes, right? Yes. That, yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah, I think true, it pops for me even more. You know, which, which kind of makes it interesting that they uh, conceived of it, shot it, edited it. Right before the pandemic, not knowing that that right. was going to be a oh, thing. Oh, is that true? Is that what happened? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's it was meant for theatrical yeah. release originally, I think, and and then it. Uh, yeah, they just know. buried it on uh, streaming services because the studio's like, "What the hell are we doing with this? What, what, what is it, this movie?" It was. It was. Yeah, there were two things. One is how do we market this, and B, nobody knew what was going on, so whatever, put it on a streamer. Who cares? Yeah. And unfortunately. No, but real quick, that Wonder Woman 1984 movie also came out around the same time, and unfortunately, that's what people remember Kristen Wiig for for this year, which is unf- yeah. bad because that movie well, is not what great. Movie? I'm sorry, spaced out. Uh, she was in what movie? <laughs> the what Wonder movie? Woman 1984 film. Oh, I didn't. Oh, that was not. She's in that Pascal. too, and uh, oof, that's an unfortunate. Daddy film. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, he's good in it. He's 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 great. Yeah, that was. <laughs> it's he, too bad he about was the movie. The only good thing about that film, to be honest, because he was yeah. like. Could be better, better, more, more. Well, you guys are excited for uh, you know Wonder Wonder Woman three Gal Gadot to the polls. Yeah, I mean (laughs) Gal Gadot's no Helen Mirren. Let's put it that way. But anyway, uh, yeah, like there's a lot to be picked by in that movie. But it was it was very high profile, and Kristen Wiig was like the gal pal sidekick that has an unfortunate character arc. So people remember that. Whereas. With this movie, at least it's the right kind of over the top. It's like meant to be funny, not like oh, this is funny, but not in the way that. Oh you yeah, might you can't it argue that not everything. Um, they're very funny in this movie. Yeah, everyone's funny in the movie, so I don't think anybody could argue that it doesn't look like funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looks funny. Oh, there's definitely they have everything. The cameras are good. Oh, it has all the trappings of humor. Oh, <laughs> I would don't get me. Take me. I was ready to laugh. I had pop. Yeah. I had laughing popcorn. I had weed. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I had gummies. I had my gummies ready oh, yeah. to go. It's good. Oh yeah, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know if it works if it's less over the top though. Like I think I think for Probably this to doesn't. like be its thing, do its thing, it has to be like. I'd be the director who came on the set that everybody hated all of a sudden. All right, this is changing now. <laughs> right. Well, you now, like, now, yeah. now this is a heartwarming comedy between a father and son. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> Plus, I've, ma- I've made no movies. Let's re- keep remember. Please remember right. that my track record have not made one movie and haven't really been in the movie. <laughs> no, I think I've been in one movie, the Bob's Burgers movie. Yes. But that was a, Wait, okay. Weren't you in Who's the Caboose? Yes. Yeah, well, those <laughs> I go. think of... Now we're talking about I played the lead in the fiddling horse. If we're talking about things that could have conceivably been in movie theaters and uh, and were great. Conceptually. Because so, I love uh, Who's the Caboose. That yeah, was Andy's solidarity, by the way. Yes. Things are going to really kick 
you know, pick up for me, I think, after the pandemic in my 70s. Yes. <laughs> yes. This It's going to be this show and then straight to the top. Yes. <laughs> That's they, how it's you know why? Go. They love it. I'm pitching these ideas. They love it. It's a group of people, old people in their 60s. They're not happy. <laughs> and are there any like no young people? No. Stop right there. You've made sales. They're not happy. <laughs> they're they're reexamining their lives and it doesn't look good. Hollywood loves this. Yeah, yeah. They're like, great. Here's a <laughs> here's a wheelbarrow full of money. You're uh you're pitching it to the Golden Girls. <laughs> And they're just sitting around in the circle, and they're like, "You know what? It's a cheesecake. You, 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 you've sold us six, six people, six people in a in in some kind of a polycule." And uh, Diane Feinstein for some reason. Six people. Six. six Did she six leave yet? Come on. In the world's most most miserable polycule, and we see where it goes from there. But didn't Diane Feinstein see that commercial where it said Shingle says what? Shingles, I got my shingle shot, Diane. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be a senator, you get your shingle shot. And then when you're 88, 88 and a half, you think, look, I'm not old, old, but maybe I could leave before. Well, I mean, but she's also going senile. Maybe she forgot. Maybe she was like, did that I get sounds my like the uh, a Who song going mobile, going senile? Yeah, exactly. I, I think I think my that. moment, uh, if I was Diane Feinstein, where I would have quit. And isn't I it Feinstein? Because it, it is Feinstein. Her. Yeah, if I, if she I unfortunately Diane, represented me most of my life, so it's Feinstein. I have. To, right, if I, I was Diane Feinstein, right, and and my moment where I would have decided to quit the Senate was when Rand Paul went in the pool with uh, COVID and infected the the whole pool and didn't yeah, tell anybody for two days that he had COVID. That that would have that would have been he, the doc the doctor senator. Just, um, that would have been the moment. Rick Paul swims in the congressional pool naked. Ugh! What that a horrible sentence. Right. <laughs> maybe this maybe this isn't a safe place for me to be. I'm thinking this show is in a safe place for me with this kind of discourse. <laughs> I mean, I'm still a little. I loved RBG, but I was a little angry that she didn't step down. So imagine yeah. how angry I am at Diane Feinstein. Exactly. Who's 112. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she should have said the yellow children. She doesn't look a day over 97. <laughs> well, her, her body is 112, but, you know, her mind's 140. I keep expecting her to go into, like, the judicial committee with, like, one of those Futurama, just like the head in a robot body. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was concerned when they said that she does not know the names of four senators. And I think what they're saying is she consistently doesn't know those names. Mm. See, if you forget it mm. once, but if that's becoming a feature. Depends. Like, like which four senators are we talking about? Because like there's some I forget, like like. Red no, Paul. I think you're right. I think I, I think I'm getting the story as always. I'm getting the story wrong. Well, there, there was a moment. There was a moment where. Uh her aide or whatever was like okay well maybe she's mentally like cognitively slowing down but right. she uh you know she's still better than getting a new senator in there and but it's still <laughs> sexism what how is it sexism are you freaking, <laughs> if anything it's ageism no but the the, set, the, the, the aide the aide was like was like well it's still she's better at this job than getting a new person in there and it's like that's not that's objectively not untrue that yeah i hope that wasn't the spokesperson because that's not what a spokesperson should say. It, it, Look, it, I mean, you could do worse than Diane. <laughs> <laughs> you could do worse. That's not, all I'm that's, saying. I do like that as a campaign slogan, though. You could do, you could worse. do worse. Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like I feel like that's going to be the Joe Biden 2024 campaign slogan. Look, Jack, you can do a whole lot worse. You know, Thank or, you. Uh, or or the Joe Biden one could be, uh, you know, don't 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 you want to see how his brain works at 84? Not really. Like, yeah, but you know, I'm that, voting for the team. I'm voting for the team. I've never been more comfortable, except. Uh, you know, if if he didn't win or if something happens, whatever, I've never been more comfortable with my voting because I know that he's very old, but I but he's good on issues. And then, God forbid, would you have a young person in there would become president? Uh, she's backing him up. Am I, I'm not saying that he should die. Don't get me wrong, guys. I'm just saying that I sleep when when Obama was in office. I loved Obama so much. Every night, I would worry about him getting killed because of the because of my ocd so to me it's like it's not perfect that biden's running but he can beat trump and if anything happened to him you have a solid team going in look and and again 2024 slogan you could do worse <laughs> the worst speaking and of we that, have we and recently and especially <laughs> with this podcast conan do you think it's time to do a certain segment Oh, Christina, what a what a great idea! I, I, I like that. I like that you're leading from the lower uh, the lower decks here, Boy, which is what I'm going to call you and Andy, <laughs> the cool the cool kids club. We oh couldn't God. even know what you were saying. That was so subtle. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andy, I, I'll, I'll direct this specifically, Andy Kindler. Andy, are you familiar with the the website Letterbox? Do, do you know this? No, I yeah. don't. I hope that I'm going to be able to catch all the information now. So it's a social media site for film lovers. They get to talk out with and to each other, review the movies that, they, uh, that they're watching. They get to put it on a watch list so they know what they want to watch. Uh, they get to have uh, comments back and forth. And, uh, of course, all this, it's, it's like a bottom-up democracy, right? You, everyone gets to have their say, not just like the Siskels and the Eberts of the world. I should probably update <laughs> that, by the way. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like, what am, I, what am I, Andy's age? Kidding. Jokes. Jokes. No, so that, I deserve that. I deserve that. My references, my references, I'm like Philo T. Farnsworth with these references. <laughs> wow. that a, that's the deepest cut I think I've ever heard on this show, and that's saying a lot. Uh, but in this place, this, this letterbox joint, right, everyone gets to uh, chime in. They get to chime in on the movies they love, maybe the movies they didn't love, uh, movies that they're like weirdly horny for, whatever. It doesn't matter. They get to chime in. Everyone gets to have their say. Uh, best expressed succinctly, especially for this bit, where we, uh, we throw it on the screen and we read them off and we react to them. So these are the letterbox one-liners for Barb and Star. I would do unspeakable things if Barb and Star asked me to. True. <laughs> I mean, you know, at least you know the friendship is real. You know what I mean? Like, I like. Well, by I the way, I like that you did the probable death gauge. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That, 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 that's good. That's good pull. I didn't get a sexual vibe from this movie at all. Even with the threesome that they, they had off screen? Oh, but I, I am dead inside. <laughs> My wife is informing me right now that I'm dead inside. Uh, this just in? Uh, I'm actually dead inside. Yes. <laughs> this crab drove an old lady around and taught her about tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he hinted all the name all the fucking Morgan Freeman movies. He's like, I drove an old lady around. And I escaped from, from jail, from prison. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just going to be a Shawshank riff, and it was, it was yeah. It's a bit of everything, you know? How come I'm lost here? I'm lo I, I, Is this... Uh... Morgan Freeman was the crab, but it wasn't really Morgan oh. Freeman. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. 
Okay, I can see where you'd be lost if you didn't have that information, though. <laughs> like, what did he do that? What did this crab drive the lady around? I don't remember this. Oh, I, I, you know what? I did. I, I disconnected the crab from the movie. All of a sudden, I thought that there was a new topic. <laughs> I and thought you were like I, disassociating. I, I, I smell. I smell metal. I smell metal and chemicals. I don't know if I'm having a stroke, but stand by. Kindler's down the K hole, everybody. <laughs> Wait, the K high. <laughs> Definitely not. Chris and Wig is the premier neck actor in the biz. Lots of good neck work. Hell yeah. I don't get yeah. that. Do you guys get that? Does neck. She do like she's, neck she's got a nice neck. She's got a she's got she's got a nice long neck, I think. Yes. Uh, you know. Goals. Ugh. Can't see me now, but <laughs> she makes that neck. neck work. Well, you could do you could do the thing that they do in like those tribal cultures where they put the rings around the oh neck. Oh my god, no. No. <laughs> That's up there with Nancy Pelosi and the, the Kente cloth. That's bad. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm so inspired by this movie, I'm going to start a line of culottes for men. Mm. Culottes, and they're for men. You know, that happened in Baltimore when I was living there, and uh, it, it was a big deal because uh, calling, um, uh, they, they were calling them uh, culottes for men, but uh, uh, the, the guys who were wearing them were like, no, yo, these are Baltimore shorts. So... Hmm. Um, I'm surprised they didn't have some like really unnecessarily testosterone laden name for them, like Manlots or something, you know? No, 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 no. One, I mean, first, first of all, one it was too like many culotte references. Uh... One too many culotte references. That's all I want to say. That the movie it hit the culotte button hard, didn't it? <laughs> we've, we've reached peak culotte, folks. <laughs> yes, yeah, it, it had a definition, definition explanation at the beginning. You, you could mark it like the end of the French Revolution. They had the culottes and the sans culottes. Uh, those were like the two, you know, class groups or whatever. You could have, I, like, I think that's where that term comes from. You could, you could do that. You could, you could market them for men that way. Well, there you go, Matt Singer. Hmm. <laughs> we told you, didn't we? <laughs> You're not coming back after that. <laughs> Here's how Barb and Star go to Vista del Mar 2021 can still win Best Picture. <laughs> I had to check to make sure this wasn't Andy, by the way. And it was <laughs> Not you, Kendler. Like Andy World. But, uh, beat out uh, Nomadland. Two movies about traveling. That was a Nomadland <laughs> movie. Uh, Nomadland year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Morgan Freeman as a talking crab. All right. Not, That's not really, good. but. Do, 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 do. Movie night extravaganza. Snap. Correction. 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 <laughs> It's Morgan Freeman as a Free, Freedman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't think they made this movie for guys who have been having a weird stomach illness thing all week. So I'm not going to rate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Honestly, respect. This, that made me laugh. This review was made for Andy. <laughs> that is fantastic. It's all about they're deconstructing the entire thing. That's. The blow it up the process, doing. people. Yeah. I mean, I think that maybe that guy should have watched Bridesmaids. Uh, Whoa, yeah. Jesus. I think one of us should have watched Bridesmaids. With, with, the, with the diarrhea scenes in the street? I no, mean... but I mean, one of us has never seen it, and I think that's a, oh, yeah. that's a Shonda. Yeah. 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 Jay Andrew World should watch Bridesmaids. What? Of everyone on this show, Jay Andrew World hasn't seen it? How did I miss that? I know. You know, Jesus. Uh, it came out. It came out. My kids small, and like uh, you know, um, I just never had a chance. Uh, I do remember I was at the library once with my uh, uh, youngest when they were two, and they pick up the 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 DVD, 
and, and it was yeah. like in this bright pink case with the unrated version. And they go, this is my favorite movie. <laughs> Another classic Andrew World story, everybody. There you go, yeah. Hey, I learned from the master. I'm finishing being, At least it ended up being about the, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. They had a beginning, middle, and end, too. I appreciated that. Uh, a real tit flapper. Mm. I can't argue with that one. Mm-hmm. I'll have well, to say, <laughs> I would say, you know, again, maybe one less tit flapping reference, and I would be happy. <laughs> maybe, maybe I mean, just, I, if they I, dial I, back I, the tit flap and just a skosh. Yeah. Yeah. A skosh. <laughs> I, I would maybe, I would maybe cut out the it was a real tit flapper uh, title. Maybe that would have been. <laughs> yes, because you could under, underplay it. Whatever you're going to do, don't don't gild the lily. Look, Kindler's coming at it from the Criterion collection, right? <laughs> all, the, all the tit flapping is very subtle. It's implied tit flapping, right? You don't show the tit flapping. You just talk about it. Well, it's art house tit flapping. It is. I <laughs> would like to be the Criterion, the Criterion collection critic. You know, like poses that go on shows. I just... Well, I didn't. Well, you know, I've seen all of Bergman and so... Uh, well, the thing about Godard is he's a bit of a tit flapper, isn't he? I don't know why it's English, but there you go. They, they always I, I just, I just, I feel like you're gonna have to uh, fight for that, for that, you know, characterization with Matthew Film Guy. You guys are gonna have to do because, you know, that that is how he comes at the Criterion Collection. Right. Next, all right. I went to Vista Lamar and ordered the buried treasure and ate the pills in the scuba diver's mask. And the next thing, I'm fucking two cougars to a techno version. My heart will go on, and now I have crabs. Yeah. Okay, but now I wonder, is this somebody who we should report who came up with this? <laughs> click click on the report it, button. Yeah. There's a fine line between pa- parody and danger. It is all one sentence. So Well, yeah, because he's still on the pills from the, the He's still he's still on the crabs apparently too. <laughs> I mean, is he you is he using cougars as if we all use cougars? Like a regular as part of our talk. So I'm with these two cougars last night. Yeah. Oh, is it, I'm is with it, you. Is it all parody? They gave me crabs. Cougars last yeah. night. And yeah. they're, you know, they're, they're telling me I got to finish the buried treasure. I say, all right, let's do this. They're telling me greedy cards. Wait, we got, we got Andy Dice Clay over here. Cause we don't have two cougars Andy's going right? to the <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. This movie touched my heart with its dong. <laughs> With I, it's I, like, uh, I can't read well, I can't read I'm so old now I have to get like close up reading glasses for this part of the show <laughs> well that's why I couldn't read to you that's, yeah like you can hear me reading them right I'm, just, I'm not like I can. I'm not putting any like English no, on it no but <laughs> I, I cannot unitask. So I, I think that Brian Esposita <laughs> meant to say no no it's not Esposita Esposita. I I was concentrating on what that last word was, and then I totally spaced (laughs) out on you. (laughs) When will Barb and Star get the Criterion release that they deserve? Well, when Andy Andy, you know picks picks it up and decides they should, I I guess he didn't enjoy it, and he's the Criterion uh, critic. Zero stars, Andy Kindler. Right now, I'm right now I'm looking at uh, Louis C.K.'s. Oh, I can't think of the name of that horrible show. Louis. Uh, no, that's one of them. No, the thing where you had the two people and they cursed and Horace and uh, Horace and Pete. Yeah, Horace yeah, and Pete. That one was yeah. Great. yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedy's funnier when you when you come up and you know the reference and you say it, as opposed to the fumfering. <laughs> Writing this down. 
Yeah, I was gonna say take take notes, Andy. Thank you, other Andy. I never have any <laughs> of you seen that Louis C.K. movie. I've not seen that movie that no one saw. Uh, no. Oh God. I I I used to enjoy. Louis. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna redact history. I I was a pretty. I thought that the I liked his other show, like the the one that was just called Louis. I even liked. Lucky no, Louis. I'm not. Okay. I'll be about. I know that's a. You know, I you know I, I've disliked Louis. I've disliked Louis way before it made any sense for me to dislike him. So I, it goes way back with me. But I would he, never say that Louis, the show Louis is like that show Horace and Pete. That yeah, show Horace and Pete's a very Pete. different animal. And also Andy Kindler disliked Louis C.K. before it was cool. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. It's a, it's a Louis C.K. dislike uh, hipster. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, oh, exactly. I, uh, yeah. I think I speak for a lot of people. And I say that if Louis C.K. ever does really apologize for what he did, then maybe we would consider liking him again thank you everybody <laughs> you've been a lovely audience <laughs> he's on my shit list folks <clears throat> anyway those are the believe it or not we're still in the bit those are letterbox one-liners for barbara star go to vistal demar please 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 follow the show that's uh darley bunkle the anti-mosquito task force over there uh your host forrest oh i'm, I'm I, good I, of course, am the talking crab that is not Morgan Freeman, Kona Neutron. I'm all over that business, uh, watching the highbrow, watching the midbrow, watching the popular stuff, everything in between. Jay, Andrew, ugh, this way, uh, with a D at the end, seagulls in the sand world, watching all the weirdest stuff so you don't have to. Or maybe you can. Who am I to judge? Uh, he's over there. Yeah, follow him. See what he's, what he's on about. <laughs> <laughs> it's guaranteed it's not boring folks it's not boring uh <laughs> christina christina and regina go to i gotta stop this pointing business i'm terrible at it christina and regina go to marina del rey <laughs> this is jamie Dorn down there uh has been on a letterbox sabbatical uh but uh maybe we'll be coming back for the greta gerwig barbie movie and uh other attended antic related business right is that is that the deal? okay Andy Kindler could not possibly care less about what Letterboxd is, nor is he endorsing it no. in any shape or form. No, here's what I'm looking. I'm looking at the <laughs> private comments. And then did you guys see the movies that star me? Yeah. Uh, lately? No. What, what, oh, what? oh, 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 came up with oh the there you go. There you go. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Andy's I got it on it. screen. I mean, it's, un it's unbelievable. Thank God he's I frozen mean... so we can take a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I frozen? No, no, Who you're was? the other Andy. Sorry, Andrew oh, Warren. You're Andrew. I'm yeah. Andy for this week. Come on. I'm just hoping he can get through his bit because it is time for the plug. Seagulls in the sand. Andrew! Take it away. If you can. Hey, if you're watching this on YouTube, please do the YouTube things. Like, comment, subscribe, bell. And the big ass course is watch that video to the end. Uh, that helps us uh, ha helps us be discovered by movie fans and you. It's a great Neutron song. Um, find us on social medias out there. We, we're on the Twitters. We're on Instagrams. We're on the Facebooks. So follow us there uh, if that is a uh, social media platform of choice. So please go ahead and do that. If you are enjoying this, but you just are thinking, I'd rather be at these right now. I'd rather be washing dishes while listening to them, we do have it in an auto podcast form. Um, so you can actually go about your day, uh, drive your car without watching YouTube. Um, but uh, you can find that wherever your uh, uh, cast are sold. They're sold, right? No, they're wherever you can download podcasts. <laughs> Where their crabs are sold. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I work on uh, Let me pop that a bit more. Um, 
we do have Patreon too. Please uh, help us out our, our Patreon. Um, uh, that helps the show out, and that gets you access to our after parties uh, forever. Indeed. After party, after party forever. More like after party never. Because <laughs> well, we haven't done one in a long time. Get it? We should do one tonight. Last month, but uh, you know the the uh, we would not pass the Kristen Wig Fred Armisen test with that the way that we uh, you know do our do our song. No, we're, <laughs> no. we're not finishing each other's sentences. But but uh, there yo, are yo, yo yo ma. Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> Is that where Yo-Yo came from? Yo-Yo Ma, perhaps? Oh, okay. No. All right. Maybe. I don't know. I'm Maybe. looking at the comments. And, uh, just... no. yo, Can yo, you yo, respond Ma, to the I comments? Uh, I wouldn't yeah. dare. <laughs> it's Yo-Yo Ma and his, uh, and his brother, Ayo Ma. You know? Yes. It's a callback to a Rocky episode, Andy. Okay, here's one joke. Here's uh, learning the vowels. Uh, I can't believe I forgot the song. Uh, entourage style. Entourage style. Ah. You ready? Learning the vowels. A E. I owe you. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Why? Put Ari on the phone. Very good. Very good. I owe you. Hey. All right. I feel like um, I feel like it was a former guest of the show that would appreciate that joke. Who is that? Who? who I, come on, Nashville. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> Nando. Nando had an entourage Nando, podcast, right? Oh, Am yeah, I the only yeah, one yeah, that yeah, Nando? Yeah. Built? yeah. I completely Jesus Christ. <laughs> See what I have to deal with here, Kindler? I watched because <laughs> I was. Uh, <laughs> I watched because I was emotionally invested in Turtle. That's why I watched. <laughs> Sentence literally no one has said in their entire life. Yeah. <laughs> So, so What's next? Uh, you, yeah, and you you have uh you have no protonic reversal. I yeah, protonic reversal this week. Uh, Dave Lombardo from Slayer and yeah, uh, Phantomas. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I've even good. heard of Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then is it even dubstep? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And then I, I just recently had Damien from McCluskey and St. Pierre Snake Invasion on last week, and uh, the fellows from Elephant Rifle. There's there's a bunch of um, protonics coming up, but yeah, the the uh, Brett Bradford of Scratch Acid is coming on next week too for the Texas indie rock music post punk noise rock nerds. But yeah, Lombardo, that's gonna be good. I think. I hope. We'll see. I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. Thank you. <laughs> I don't feel confident in how you're confident. About I've it. done it for nine years. I mean, I would imagine it's going to be pretty good. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> it's not going to be like this. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> what can hope? <laughs> I'm going to get on the line of the internet but, uh, company immediately. Hey, Hello, internet need, uh... company? I need more internet. Stat. Thank you. I love, isn't that the great thing where they like call and then they hang up the phone for anyone could possibly like say anything? And it's just like, what? No, you weren't talking to anyone. Gilbert Godfrey does that in, uh, uh, what is it? Um, Beverly Hills Cop 2? Yeah. Right? I yeah. think so. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen that. Well, I was just filibustering to let you get to the next bit. So go ahead. Let's... Okay. Yeah. Because cause we need to talk about uh, your albums because you can get. Um... Yes. Let me see here. Dean Stomach. That's right. And uh, dangerous well, nomenclature, neutron friends. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. neutron yep. friends at bandcamp.com. Close enough, yeah, yeah, 
<laughs> just uh yeah just put those words into the search engine and it'll find it it's fine it's also on things that are not Bandcamp, but that we don't see any money from but you, but if you want to if you don't if you like the music but don't want me to see any money go listen to it on spotify <laughs> if you like if you need to go through a joe rogan affiliated right, right. outfit yeah, yeah, exactly. Because because being on Spotify is tantamount to uh, uh, to giving Joe Rogan a hand job. Correct. <laughs> as everybody knows, this is no. Hey, are you really saying that as a guy who was in the movie Heckler that also had uh, Joe Rogan in it? I oh, well, that movie. If I'm in that movie Heckler, I don't know why I'm in it because it, no, I mean I I don't think is that's not one of the movies. That's a neutral movie. But there's other movies where they're more like, um. I wouldn't want to be. I, I'm not sure what I'm saying, but there's other movies where, like, I you're just like a talking that. head in it. You're talking head like about like, yeah, some yeah. Topic. But like, yeah. I I hated that uh the one that everyone liked uh the aristocrats. I I never liked that joke. I never and they asked me to be in that thing, and then I was so scared because my parents were no longer here. But I was afraid like, I'll tell my parents I'm in this aristocrats. They're gonna watch it. And then they're going to fucking die. They'll die the, from the comedy the, around it. The, the and, thing that I think is incredible about uh, Aristocrats is uh, the, the story that the Gilbert Godfrey, which I'm that's sorry the best part. Him. That is the greatest. Yeah. Right. Was, Tell I'm that sorry. story. I, I, I'm sorry for killing Gilbert Godfrey, by the way. I should. Do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forrest <laughs> yeah. inadvertently killed Gilbert Godfrey. He didn't mean to. Forrest um, killed like a lot of comedians. We also <laughs> killed the Queen of England by, yes, by accident. Again, by accident. I by did. Accident. I did. I yeah. did. No, there was there was uh last year Christina killed I'm, yeah, not to knock anyone out, but Christina did it. La- last <laughs> year when uh last year when comedians kept dying, right? Like when there was the whole thing, it was um, Bob Saget. Yeah, it was like Bob Saget and it was uh Louis Anderson. Like every time um something that happened, I would I would say you're next, Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> always always <laughs> a picture with them. And then the next death. it happened like three times, by the way. Yeah, so that that's why it's like you, but not so Wait, quick. You so, so the next, so the next, like a couple of weeks after that happened or whatever, it was like, oh, Gilbert Godfrey said, and I was like, fuck. Yeah, we thought there'd be a bit of a grace period, but there wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, because there was a pic- every time there would be a picture, and it would be all the comedians that had died and Gilbert Godfrey. Like and he kept adding like Norm. He kept adding uh, like every time he'd add a comedian pretty much to the picture. Like he was like, oh, we went on tour, blah blah blah. So I was like, I was like, Gilbert Godfrey better be like he must be sweating that like this is one of those fucking <laughs> Final Destination type things. <laughs> I laugh only because I'm the same age as those guys. <laughs> <laughs> See, but they never came on the podcast. That's the, that's the thing. exactly yeah. totally same. Everyone else d- gets gets death. Uh, vibes apparently I don't know uh, anyway we're still in my plugs so Damn. Andy yeah uh, yeah yeah we, we should probably mention Catterwall yes we should <laughs> do you want to do that or should I do it I'll, I guess I'll do it uh, <laughs> what a show um, yeah Catterwall it is a uh, four day music festival in Minneapolis Minnesota here's a very small picture of it I guess that's on screen hey, you can read that right people <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's real good. Great I hate the full screen. I can't even read this. Uh, well, well it's, you know. an, it's an eye test. It, it doubles as an eye test, right? They, <laughs> yeah. they, they're like, uh, hey, uh, just tell me where you can stop. Hey, Kindler, who's, play, who's playing before Vaz? Can you read that? <laughs> How about now? How about now? All right, cover the left eye. 
<laughs> fucking terrible. That was some be... show. <laughs> <laughs> I did come, I actually tried to cover my left eye. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. Anyway, whatever. Uh oh, Flipper's playing. Yeah, I think I broke the news last week, didn't I? That Flipper's playing with Shannon Silberg yes. cows. Yeah, if you're into if you're into that kind of thing. I am. Yeah, yeah we're all excited because <laughs> we love to be the It's gonna be a real, real tip flipper. It's gonna be a real tip flipper. There you go. That's good. Pit flipper. Good work, flapper. It's flapper, right? Come on. Yeah, it's, it's but but, but the just, band is flipper, so he, yeah. he ah. replaced the he replaced the word with the band name. See, it's very clever. It kills on the, Twitter. This is the longest <laughs> plug section I've ever been oh, a part of no in my idea. entire life. <laughs> you have no idea. It's unbelievable. This is a short and one. This is a short one. <laughs> yeah, I like <laughs> the long pauses between each ongoing yeah. event. I think my kids are watching videos too much because because my internet's acting up too, so so it doesn't really help me. <laughs> you act like that. That's like a weather event that you can't control. Like where it's just like, oh no, there's they're just yeah. That's how you know. By the way, Louis C.K. is no Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller's turned into a horrible man. Yeah. At one point, I I feel like I feel like at one point he was funny, but it was so yeah, long like ago that it doesn't matter. Yeah, like the black and white video came out, and he right, was right. funny at some point. About, I, yeah, I mean, about when his references real. were like real time. Yeah, <laughs> but he's just—he's a horrible person. Is the problem? He hates. He's like a bright wing. He's about as popular hate, as Wendell Wilkie. Yeah. Okay. Sure, well, dude. Whatever. <laughs> uh, this guy's like got Kagan Nesquatsky coming in uh, Karashnikov from uh, one of my from Crime and Punishment. All I'm sitting sudden. over here like Khrushchev, am I right? Yeah, okay, fine. Whatever. I got Khrushchev banging his shoe on the podium. Meanwhile, uh, over here, I got uh, somebody doing a cam. He just sits around all day and tries to find new words that would be interesting. <laughs> That's why I love when you come on. I love doing that. Already. Oh, do I love doing that? Oh my god, that's a great bit. I, well, it's also a bit that alienates all the kids because the people are like, oh, <laughs> no. like, who are you talking about? No, not Dennis Miller. <laughs> and this is and, and, and Sam's like, you kids who listen don't understand the references I make, and I'm like, I do, I that's do, right. I know, exactly. I know Uncle Milty, I know all these old. Folks from the fifties and sixties. I'm a well-rounded, well-cultured young lady. When, when, they say, when they say Dennis Miller is stuck in the eighties, it's because he rails lines and then he. They mean the eighteen eighties. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he reads the thesaurus, and that's what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's all. He's all in there. How about that, Teddy Roosevelt? Huh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah doesn't true. have the Wikipedia yet. He, he's still working. For Andy, his, you're uh... fixed. <laughs> all right, now. quick. Read the rest of the plugs immediately. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, I'm back. Okay, great, Christina. You got a you got a Twitch channel. Yes. <laughs> What's coming up this week? Um, uh, covering Stephen Crowder's divorce. I'm assuming. Okay. I'm... Feel good comedy event of the week. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and, um, and uh, if if you uh, like that and you want to support it, please go to her coffee. Um, <laughs> if you like divorce, that's the thing. Yeah, if you like divorce and want to <laughs> laugh about other people's misery. Christina's got you covered. Go to kofianon.org. Thank you. A lot of divorce fans in the, uh, in the crowd. How many of you like divorce? <sighs> yeah. I I think an all an all like a suburban dad band called Divorce <laughs> go a long way. We're still doing the. Pl- I just want to establish yeah, yeah, that we're yeah, still right. doing the plugs. Yeah. Folks, we're entering into hour two yeah, yeah. of what's yeah, coming up. I you know right. I, I don't want to make this sound like I don't enjoy this. 
because I actually do enjoy this. So I really do not want to come in as the guy who says, I liked it until the plugs happened. No, no, it's no, it's it's, it's my style. You're, you're going along. Real it's well always with all like this. this. I'm with you hundred percent. It's always like, oh, yeah. It's 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 always a struggle it's to get there. Like this. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes but it's funny. Eddie, mostly, yeah. it's a struggle. Well, Eddie needs yeah. to just show us that movie Heckler, and then <laughs> oh, the one he's famous for being in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think I'm mixing up a lot of different movies, but. I guess I want to be in those movies with those horrible people who try to defend all, you know, racist comedy. That's what I in my head canon. It's Joe Rogan's on stage to an unfriendly audience, and you're heckling him, and that's what heckler is. <laughs> that's what it would. That's what it should be. Which I would see. Yeah. Joe Rogan right. was a, a a uniquely horrible stand-up comic. Hor- oh yeah, horrible. Bad. He would do animal sounds. <laughs> so, hey, you know. He would do animal mating sounds was one of his bits. Oh, yeah. Classic bit. Yo, they're going to love this rhino shit that I'm bringing out here on the, on the stage today. You know, uh, wasn't Ray Romano supposed to be in the, in the role that he was in in news radio? Yes. Originally uh, he replaced Ray way Romano, that, yeah. which was great for Ray Romano. And, you know, it was yeah, worked out okay him. for him. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> but no, it's a true story. Joe Rogan replaced I also went out for Joe Rogan's part in that show. Really? Uh, but that gone out for so many things I didn't get. I went out for, uh, what was that one that was on ABC that the kids seemed to like? Come on. Oh, With, that narrows uh, it down. Okay. Uh, David Cross was in it. and Mr. No. Uh, Jason Bateman was in oh, it. Oh, Rested Development. Yeah, I went out for yeah. the part I didn't get. Uh, I didn't get that part either. Well, they're lost. <laughs> That's what my mother used to say. A joke I used to say about my mother was she go, Andy, if I said I didn't get a part, you go, Andy, it's their loss. And I would say, they seem to be taking it quite well. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember Thank that. Thank you. That's a written joke. Yeah. I have written jokes. Huh. <laughs> so, I wish we had written plugs. Podcast. What's next? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to do Kindler next. We yes. Right. Kindler's plugs. I'm, I've been sitting here. Uh, is this thing on? Yeah. Uh, oh, it is. Okay, good. <laughs> You have a podcast, Andy, right? Uh, it's called Thought Spiral with me and Josh Thought Elvis Spiral. Weinstein. And then, and it, it, we advertise it as two Jews, two microphones, two hours. And it's that's all it is. Sounds like Just the least talking. problematic Weinstein. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and also, See, I, 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 I highly recommend if anyone, I highly recommend, I have an album called Hence the Humor that's still available to download. I'm very proud of it. I'm going to come out with another one nice. if I can get the courage to see people live. Nice. There you go. There you go. That sounds exciting. Anything else? Oh, Andy? We're, uh, yeah. we're, we're going to be yeah. in the city on. Oh, yeah. I no, guess we got news. About to, yeah. Cool. We we have breaking news, people. Um, do 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 do. Yeah, we, we're not gonna play the bit, are we? I think no. he gets flagged when he plays it, right? So we yeah, probably yeah, should. Yeah. <laughs> breaking okay. news. There you yeah, go. Thank you, Christina. Thank we you. are doing a live show at uh, in Queens at um, Jesus Christ. God damn it, Andy. Jimmy's Comedy <laughs> Alley. Jimmy's Comedy Alley. Yeah, at the <laughs> Chuckle Hut. Yeah. <laughs> I you're doing it at the Bay in Bay Terrace. At the deli that's there, my one of my favorite. Oh, Sanger <laughs> Hall, Sanger Hall in Queens, and it's uh, May twenty third with Matthew. Okay, Tuesday night, so it's just like this, but you can come and see us. Minus me, us. because no, no Christina, unless people yeah. want to give us lots of money to fly her out. 
or unless yes. we get a video, we can we can do the uh, hologram Tupac thing, or we can you know, <laughs> on the giant on the giant oh. screen. Hologram Christina is looking disapproving. <laughs> She's I like, I got, a, I got a twitch. I got a twitch thing. I I got a twitch. Hey, yeah. Bailing out says you can get stream because it, it's it's summer. It's getting closer to summer, so I got. Oh, we'll get we'll get another hologram for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was supposed to make a new breaking news jingle. I forgot. That's that's my answer. You do too much, Cody. I, 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 I do enough. It's, it's enough. Yeah, no, no. This is your busy time of year because you got you got uh, yep. Catwalk coming up. Yep, and we're we're playing uh, and we're playing Cody Trans Secret Friends are playing uh, Saint Vitus with USA Nails, Adira Horse, and uh, Arc Ray Noise Quintet in New York the next day, Wednesday, which probably is only be relevant to Matthew Film Guy who might go to that. He likes heavy music, but. <laughs> but that's why I'm there. That's why we're going to be doing it. So we're going to be doing a live show. We've never done that before. It's never been done. A live show's us. never been done? By, I was doing It's a dramatic pause. Kindler, come on. <laughs> <laughs> By us. Yeah, so if you like the plug. In Queens. At my friend's bar. All, <laughs> One time only. It's time all only. plugs. It's all plugs. <laughs> it's, it's just the plugs. Just like just the solos from Action Chief, which apparently stopped doing as a plug, but that's fine. But uh, all right, so... Final thoughts, everybody. Bring, bringing, bringing that in. Uh, Andy, do you have any final thoughts on uh, on this movie? Is it Andy, to. Andy, Aunt, me, Andy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. you, you, you. Uh, I think that I really <laughs> gave this movie short shrift. And in fact, when I emailed earlier, I thought that everyone was going to agree. When the, when I emailed, they, oh, that was horrible, right? I thought everybody was, yeah. of course, we're going to talk about. And now I just feel totally as if I've uh, done something wrong, which comes from the OCD. <laughs> And um, I do think I gave it short shrift. So I'm I'm not going to say I'm going to go back and watch it, but I think that I may have been a little bit too uh, negative about it. And I'm, I apologize for that and everything else. Well, you are a working comedian, so you're, it's, it's expected you're going to have a critique of you know comedies. Yes. Well, no, no. I'm I'm a not that well. I'm worse. I'm a comedian who doesn't. I don't get parts in movies, so that's the worst. <laughs> Except for Heckler with Joe Rogan, that you guys. Yeah, but I'm the guy. Yeah, they they think this is funny. That's why the whole thing. They couldn't cast me as the thing. You know, nothing, uh, <laughs> nothing's crazier than a bitter a bitter comedian. You know, they're, they're watching, yeah, nothing's more like, entertaining. Like, I, I could have done that. I could have done yeah. that joke. There's a bunch of guys talking about things that they could have done or should have done or right. would have been better. So, so it's like yeah. your movie when Jews were funny. <laughs> that is, I wouldn't. I was oh. in that movie. That oh, oh, you're reading from the movies I was in. <laughs> That's actually an interesting documentary. I like that documentary, and Mark Maron's in there too. That's like uh, the argument is: Are Jews still funny? I thought Jews are still funny. You make a decision, people. <laughs> I feel like it depends on you know the the Jewish uh, person and you know specifically, but uh, oh, it do- well, it does. I mean, it definitely, yeah. uh, it was a. It, I don't even know if he knew what he meant by the title of the movie that he directed. Well, I'm I'm also I'm also you know ger- like part German enough that if I was just like Jews are funny, people are people would be like, oh, all right, all right, this guy, this guy is uh, yeah, is a look into that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's look into his ethnicity. Let's do, let's do his twenty three and me. <laughs> uh, speaking, of, uh, speaking of you know uh, German people, Christina. Got any final thoughts? <laughs> uh, all I have to say is I would totally visit the, this place. Okay? Like, this movie, I'm like, I want to go there. <laughs> well, that's the hotel? Really got, to the hotel? To the hotel? Or? To the whole, a, like, the whole resort. Like, the beach, the hotel, everything. I'm like, damn. It was I, just I an advertisement for the resort. That's really yes. awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. 
Um, all right, Jay Andrew World. I, I, you know, I, I can appreciate uh, Andy Kindler's uh, critique of it because, like, you know, everybody comes to something uh, differently. I enjoyed the the complete absurdity of this movie, and uh, I, I like the fact that they not only went for it, but they kept going for it, and they're still going for it, even though this movie's wrapped up production and has been released. They're still going for it because there's so much to this. Uh, and and uh, you know, at some point, you know, may, maybe when you're 80, you you might want to revisit this movie, Andy. Um, but uh, when he's 80, he why is it that specifically? Well, he wanted to wait 13 yeah, years. Wait, wait. Say, 13 years is what you always say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. that, that famous saying that everybody talks about. Right? Exactly. Yeah, I, I said that to my kid about uh, uh, bridesmaids. Whenever about the next time they're going to be allowed on the internet. Yes. <laughs> wait 13 years. Too, too soon. All right, Conan Neutron. I think this is an exceedingly silly, hilarious, entertaining film. Uh, adorably raunchy and risque, and some great absurdist fun. It's colorful, it's goofy, it's a crude farce. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was one of my favorite movies of 2021, and it was definitely the most fun by a country mile. I think it just caught me at exactly the right time. And in summation, it was a real tit flapper. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that as my final thing. I was going to sign off by saying... Thanks for coming on, Andy. It was a real tip flapper, but now, now I got nothing. So I, I, I'll tell you I something. It definitely, the way you're doing it now, it, it's definitely not going to sell it the way you're doing I it. I think right. I got it. You should, you should end it with, you know, you touched my heart with your dong, but uh, that just sounds creepy. Yeah. <laughs> you think? Yeah.